0: I, I'm sure I've told you this story before, but, you know, back, you know, we're talking about summertime, right? I went on one of this nice date uh, with this girl during the summertime. Date was as going long, pretty
1: good. As long as it's not hard R's, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I think anything, it's, it's okay, Adam. I think you'll actually get this joke. You
0: know, I'm, I'm sure the COVID brain fog <laughs> has, has, as, has. has went past you by now but you know you know during the summertime a lot of people have to go on dates and stuff you know back when i was a single bachelor back on the back on the prowl, uh you know i, I went on this pretty successful date with this girl right mm. and you can tell that the date was successful because you know she invited me or she invited herself to you know my place and uh, you know mm. when, we're, when we're approaching the door i go to unlock you know get my, get my keys out and, you know she tells mm. me it's like oh this part uh, you know, she 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 admits to me. Like I usually watch how a guy like unlocks the door because it usually tells me how good a guy is in bed,
1: right? Like she, you know, she mm. goes,
0: to, "I'm confused." I'm like, what, what, "What the fuck is she talking about?" You know, she no. goes, "Like if a you guy, have like
1: you have you have that weird like that 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 bug blocker thing." The magnetic bug blocker thing on your door, so it's like you have to like maneuver around that. And Extra then, protection. Yes, yes. It's like going through the, the 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 pubes and and then into the vagina. I get it. Yes. Yeah, you, you you gotta you gotta get through that with a with a with a
0: machete, right? You know. Right. So, so she she goes on to explain to me like you know the guy kind of fumbles around with the keys trying to get to the lock, it means he doesn't really have much experience. He doesn't really know what he's doing. But on the opposite end, you know, if the guy just kind of jams the key, in, you know, he's very forceful and demanding. Then that's mm. not good either so like yeah. it, in my head she's kind of like not really giving me you, you know a, the right answer anyway so so what i do in my confusion is i just get down on my knees and i start licking the lock oh yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> oh that was it <laughs> damn it i
0: expected <laughs> I'm going to get you one day, Adam. One day you're going to crack up and you're going to be like, Mike, you fucking comedic genius.
1: Man, licking the lock. I like Uh, it. Fuck like you kind of derailed legs. me with Locked. your mosquito netting <laughs> thing. <laughs> I was ready for for more like and then you opened, like you were able to open the door with, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what my brain was going with that. But I thought there was more to the story. Then the lock got
0: <laughs> properly lubricated and I was able yes. to slide the key in all gentle really
1: opened it up. There um, you go. <laughs> really
0: opened up the room. <laughs> It opens this room. <laughs> Welcome to the skinny. See, we got there together, Adam. You and there. me. Just like just like a proper love making session. We got there yes. together. <laughs> I'm
1: so aroused
0: Welcome to always. the skinny with Mike and Adam, everybody, episode 0411. We oh man, if you're in the northern hemisphere just like we are, especially if you're in a place like Southern California, baby it is summer. We are in triple digits today. Oh, it's we- hot. <laughs>
1: I got, I got 96,
0: 96 <laughs> right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, uh, no, Not I, right
1: now. Not right now. Only 90 right now, but oh, 96 okay. for the max. Today.
0: So you're just like eight miles away from me. And like the, 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 the do, high do, over do, here do, in, the, do, in the city do, I'm living do, in is like the high thing is going to be one Oh one.
1: Oh gosh. Well, that's at least what uh, Microsoft tells me is supposed to be 101 today. But what's fun is when I go back and listen to these episodes in December and January, and I'm just like, <laughs> remember when it was hot? And I'm like, you know, walking my dogs <laughs> with like eight layers of clothing Seven on. Seven jackets. <laughs> It's like, it's fifty-eight degrees outside. I need more layers. I'm dying. <laughs> Again, you know, I, I see
0: the analytics. I see that some people listen to us here in the Midwest and other parts Ooh. of Europe where it's, you know, they get actual <laughs> winters and you know, and they're they're listening to us like, oh, it's fifty something in December. Oh, We're really?
1: <laughs> We're just dying. I mean, it's like it's it's overcast and fifties. It's like literal you walk death, folks. <laughs> literal death. You walk outside and you're like, oh. This, this sweatshirt just isn't enough. So, I mean, and then I you have, have to go to back inside to work, putting on the defroster on oh, my car. Dang, man. Yeah. I I, I just hate it so much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then I look back to these days of, of triple digits and I'm just like, man, I can't wait until summer again to listen to Mike complain about the heat. It's just what I do, what I love about every year. Well, to
0: try to bypass the heat, to try to bypass me bitching and complaining about the heat <laughs> that I fucking hate. Uh, yes. Today, folks, we're going to we're going to we're going to enjoy a little bit of summer. And I'm actually surprised we haven't done this before, because uh, today we are going to be making, oh, the skinny summer jams playlist, baby. Living in the past. All right, Living in the, <laughs>
1: past. <laughs> the best, the best thing we do is live yeah, in the past. Exactly. Live especially nowadays, when especially you know, nowadays the, when you can't, you can, you have to be on a certain, you know. Streaming service to get new albums. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> What's going on? We'll talk about that a little bit <laughs> later when we're talking stupid, about the music we've been listening to. Stupid Midwesterners! You know it's summer now. You don't, you don't have any excuses, anyway. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe their internet line is still frozen. I don't know. Maybe it takes a couple of weeks to, for those uh, for those for that fiber optic cable to to finally warm up enough to reach like Spotify and Amazon Music and stuff. Be-le-le-le-le. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Wow, that's an exact like, (laughs) that's an exact (laughs) imitation of every tiny moving parts song. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, what are we doing today? I forgot, <laughs> folks. We are talking about our summer jams playlist, and uh, you know, it, we are we are right in the midst of summertime. We've got like two and a half more months of this. Oh my god, fucking kill me now! Uh, but uh, it, before our inevitable heatstroke death, uh, I'm, we, we, we we we're presenting some songs to you guys in playlist form, which you can also check out if you have Spotify, sorry, everybody else, I don't have those services, so I can't nope. make playlists.
1: Apple music is the only one that counts. Apparently.
0: So. Uh, apparently. Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> the one true service. Uh, but uh, you know, but we're going to be talking about these uh, on the show. So you can, yeah, it's not hard to make a playlist on your own, right. If you're not on Spotify, uh, but uh, you, know, but if you are on Spotify, you can you know, follow us over there and you can just kind of follow this, uh, this playlist that we're going to be making. Uh, it's, it's, it's our summer jams. The, the songs that both remind us of summer and in one person's intre- uh, 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 point of view it's it's the songs that bring him back to a time when he was in summertime
1: yes there was cuz i can't listen to a song and be like mm, the song feels like summer all i can do is say i remember listening to that song during the summertime when it was beastly hot outside mm-hmm. and in- interesting things were happening around that so you know i, I, I that that's how I chose my five songs. That's so we'll awesome. take a fun little journey between the years 1989 and 2005 today.
0: Ooh, that's awesome and I, I can't wait to hear these stories too so that's gonna be very interesting and uh, and I'm sure you know once we put them in the playlist too and you know I I, I listen back on these 10 songs and when we get to when we get to the songs that you present to us like I'm gonna be listening to these stories putting myself in your shoes man that's all mm-hmm. that's what summers about it's about new perspectives it's about new new experiences it's about listening to songs that get you in that summer vibe beaches boardwalks babes (laughs) what what else am i missing (laughs) boba drinks boba drinks i'm Uh, drinking my boba right now baby all every sunday is boba sunday here in this here in this house so when i go to drop off my daughter at her mom's we go get boba drinks i'm still drinking mine
1: so summer has summer has arrived i'm excited for you and for the boba Mm-hmm. As it trickles down your 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 summertime throat.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. If anything, you know, hope it gets you guys in the summer mood wherever you are in the Northern Hemisphere. Get your Southern Hemisphere winter out of here. What are you doing? What are you listening to our show? Actually, I've checked the, the analytics and the, we don't have any listeners in Australia. I don't think mm-hmm. we have listeners in South America. Or, or, couple countries in South America. I think Argentina listens to us. Um, Don't think anybody in like Africa listens to us.
1: Hola. (laughs) Hola, Argentina. Is it, is, is is, is that muy frío over there? Muy frío. Muy frío here in July. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) But uh, yeah, most of our listeners are in the Northern Hemisphere, which is interesting. And I could have sworn that at some point we had like listeners in Australia, but I guess not. So for the, for, for the vast majority of you. It's summertime. So enjoy these summer songs. And I tried to keep it like in the realm of like, you know, emo and like, there's there's, like one song I would consider screamo, you know, kind of that pop punk realm. I mean, pop punk is just littered with summer vibes everywhere. Mostly unintentional, but like (laughs) (laughs) mostly summer vibes all year long, baby. So I tried to keep that at a minimum. And Adam and I specifically kept out the song uh, the, the cover song "Boys of Summer"
1: by the guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, doesn't yeah. mean the, the, the Don Henley version won't show up on one of our lists. Oh I, I mean. <laughs> there we go. I guess the just squeezed themselves back in <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I think I think somebody originally recorded that song a long time ago. I forgot who it was, but
0: yeah, well, before <laughs> Don Henley did <laughs> no. Don Henley uh, recorded that one a long okay. time ago. The Eagles, baby. Woo! The Eagles! Uh, <laughs> so, an uh, honorable mention from the both of us by the Boys of Summer. It's a legit banger. I love the Atari's okay. version. Uh, Adam, shall we just go ahead and jump right into it? We shall. Do you want to go first,
1: since you yeah. did it the, the correct way?
0: <laughs> well, I did it the boring, predictable way. So, you will <laughs> save your stories for, for less, and then we'll end on one of your amazing stories. These are in no really particular order. I just kind of put them in... The order of like most obvious to least obvious. And, you know, but I hope they all still give you kind of summer vibes. And the most obvious um, way, in the most obvious song I, I can probably think of besides the Ataris Boys of Summer uh, is a song from 2003, I think it is. And uh, I've never really gotten into this band, um, but. This was the song that kind of put them on the map in the mainstream. They were around, I think, for a couple of albums before the... Um, I think the self-titled album... Uh, the, well, the, yeah, the the title... The, the album that this song is titled after... Uh, I'll just say Ocean's Avenue by Yellow Card. Oh. I never got into Yellow Card, and it's a very shallow reason. It's just that music... Whenever I see that music video, the lead singer looks like such a goober. And like, I just never...
1: He decided does. to jump
0: into kinda them does. should we just yeah. like jump into to, to the track here yeah let's jump into the track dude yellow cards ocean avenue man like and you know we live here in southern california like we mentioned you know southern uh, ocean there's an, there's an ocean avenue in santa, uh, santa monica uh, uh, which is a you know great coast coastal city there. there's a lot of great beaches there i've been to a few adam i'm sure you've been to a few beaches in santa monica as well of course of course but the, apparently, yeah. But apparently, the, uh, this this is about Jacksonville, Florida. There's a, there's a oh. Ocean's Avenue off of there. So you know, we should also saw that state off of this off of this country. Uh, we don't need that state anymore. But <laughs> oh,
1: I, I saw I saw the violin player.
0: I saw there the violin he is. Player. Living it <laughs> yeah. up, man. Yeah, this I is. This, this song is a fucking vibe, dude. And I remember just when, when this came out in 2003, it just got stuck in my head. And also mm-hmm. that sound with the violin, the pop punk uh, aesthetic is just it's 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 jarring at first but it's it suits this song and this band's aesthetic so well
1: <laughs> I, yep i remember this video and just being like please tell me this is not where music is going <laughs> i just i can't <laughs> watch this violin dude i'm sure i'm sure these albums are great i know they had like seven or something and i never listened to them either yeah this but, band uh, had like a very
0: successful career they've been around for a long time they just recently reunited as well um yeah, they broke up, I think, like 2016 or 17, and they just recently came back. Uh, but yeah, you're right; they had like a nice long career of albums, and oh my gosh, starting in 1997 with "Midget Tossing," mm. seems seems uh, seems insensitive by today's standards, all the way to their self-titled album in 2016. That's two, four, six, eight, ten albums. Woo, Woo!
1: And this is the only song I know. I remember seeing it on one of those music video channels Mm -hmm. and just being like wow they went for it yeah
0: it worked they followed this one up with another song it's like a kind of a ballad song that i like if you just on paper i think like i like better but oceans avenue is like just far and away a much more memorable song it's it's uh, it's it's just a song video it's the it's video's bad.
1: <laughs> it's so 03, just all the camera angles and... Yeah. Like, yeah. But the, Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like the, with, the, with those weird, like, upside down, like, things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, uh, the music video was directed by uh, movie director Mark Webb. Like, he used to do a bunch of music videos before he moved on to movies. Mark Webb would go on to, do, um, uh, to direct The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2.
1: Nice. Those awful movies, oh. yes. It's banned it's a day that's mm-hmm. for sure i think they still are having a day i would have listened to this if i had been into this type of music in 2003 i just can't bring myself to go for all 10 of their albums now
0: yeah i i mean i don't the yellow card like even though they had like a long successful career i don't really hear a lot of, a lot of people talking about them so maybe they just kind of had some a, a couple good albums and then or you know as far as like the mainstream audience is concerned, like maybe they just had a couple like really good albums and then they just kind of coasted until 2016. I don't know.
1: Maybe they talked about it on the, uh, that other podcast with the right wing crazies that we used to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> they came back, yeah, They came back for five, six episodes and then disappeared again. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <They're right-wing crazies. laughs> but, but they, they loved yellow card
0: mm-hmm. and all
1: that. Well, they also so, love um, everything, but, uh, so, they don't like certain things. I forgot what. what they don't like certain people. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so, so
0: This is kind of like your only real exposure to this band, just oh, the song yep. Ocean Avenue.
1: Just this video, I've saw maybe once or twice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's all I know, and I just remember seeing that violin and just being like, "What? I don't even hear a violin." But okay, okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess there's a the violin? violin. Like do you, you can hear it now, though, right? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. When you listen back uh, on this episode, I'm sure you, I'm sure you
1: can hear it much better. It sounds, ex- if it is there, it sounds exactly like a, a lead guitar playing that. Or whatever. Doing this tremelo. <laughs> yes. Or it could be a keyboard for all I know. Mm-hmm. Somebody's Casio set to violin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, interesting band, you know, especially back in 2003, they definitely had the, that it had an interesting sound. Uh, just, just, Bringing in the fiddle was was enough to make them stand out and go out to the mainstream. But uh, yeah, Ocean's Avenue, man. Summer vibe. And it is a little obvious. I I, I admit it it is literally talking about boardwalks and and Cherry Street and literal Ocean's Avenue and Mm. sleeping all day, staying up all night, which is what we do in the summertime, especially when you're a young person. But uh,
1: yeah, dude, good song. Good song. Okay. Are you ready for my jolt down memory lane? Adam, Tell me a story. Okay, so this is a very benign story to start us off with. But the year, like I mentioned, 1989, um, I, I was, was three, three. <laughs> and I was eight and it was the summer of 1989 and I'm going into fourth grade and I took my first road trip with my then- parents. You know, some of us get different sets of parents through the years. I don't know if you if you knew that about people. My daughter does. <laughs> this was a uh, s- s- you know, round 2 of parents, <laughs> and I'd never <laughs> never done like a long road trip. So we were driving from from Riverside to to Colorado to visit my aunt and my cousins out there. And it was a very long trip. In, in hindsight, it's like something that can be done in 2 days, but I feel like it took us about you know, eight weeks to get there and back. It just, it was like the summer that never ended. And I just, two days in a car is a long (laughs) time, dude. I was in the back of an Astro minivan, 1988. I believe it was, it's, it's a beautiful car. If anybody ever wants to look it up. Um, I know that band, the black keys, one of their album covers has a picture of that Astro minivan. It might even be the same one that my parents owned back then. Um, just, just a stellar, stellar vehicle. Um, but they my parents would put on their tape, their their cassette tapes that they recorded their CDs on. So it's like, you know, it would play and then when it would get to the end of side one, like the song would just cut off and then you have <laughs> yep. to like flip it over and you come back in and like you'd be halfway through the next song. So he you know the peak of technology back <laughs> in the days. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful times. But my parents listened a lot to this particular track ah. that I just sent over to you. Ah, nice Discord. So I'm just going to turn on one of the worst songs possibly of all time. Some would say I still don't like this song, but for some reason, my parents played a lot of the Eagles back in the Mm -hmm. day. And maybe if I ever went back and listened to the Eagles, I might like the Eagles. I don't know. They got some good this harmonies. Very twangy, you know? I was running down the road trying to loosen my load. I just remember hearing these words and like, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> loosen my, Does that take a dump? What's... I, I just... <laughs> and, and he's just talking about all these girls and all these... Like, he's got all these women and, you know... And then, like... And then he talks about being in Winslow, Arizona. And I remember on this trip, we... I think... Pretty positive that we drove through Winslow, Arizona, and my parents were like, Oh my god, man, we're totally in Winslow, Arizona, we got play the song, bro. And we did, <laughs> and um, you know, my parents talk like that, it's they, exact, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I, I just remember hearing this song so much, and still after all these years, not thinking it's a very good song, <laughs> but. It captures a a
0: moment. Yeah, it's got a vibe. It definitely for you definitely captures a moment, right? And I can imagine like this is like a really good like I'm imagining in my head like a road trip montage. Like you know, there's like there's that there's that show where like oh we gotta get to fucking
1: Utah to save the kids or whatever. Right Right. from the aliens. Yes, (laughs) from the aliens. Yeah. (laughs) And so it was just a lot of desert driving. Like, I didn't, you didn't realize how big the desert is until your first trip through it when you're eight years old. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wow, it just never stops and never ends. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And they would just, like, play the Eagles' greatest hits over and over and over and over and over again. And, yeah, I just remember thinking, like, man, he's got a lot of girls that, like, hate him. And then he's, like, on, on the corner and, like, look, there's a girl and it's a girl my lord in a flatbed ford slowing down to take a look at me and i was like wow is that is that what it's like to be a grown man you're just like hanging out (laughs) on the corner and like all these chicks just like they're just like cruising you and 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 they just like check you out and you're just like oh man i can't wait to be an adult (laughs) yeah this is exactly what it's like to be a man uh then yeah looking for a lover who won't blow my cover she's so hard to find Uh i have no idea what any of those mean but i tried to figure it out when i was eight and i still don't think i figured it out it just means that oh i think uh i I don't know who sings that song is it glenn fry or don henley one of them they 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 had a lot of sexual addiction problems. That's all it boils down. to. <laughs> right. So this is this is a song
0: we shouldn't be glorifying. But you know, a lot of people. No. Summertime. It's about that new love. It's about that. It's about taking mm. road trips through the desert. It's about. Yes. It's about sex addiction.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> what summer is all about. <laughs> so it was Glenn Fry who who sings on that one. Yeah. Oh, right they had on. like three four lead singers in that band. Yeah. So it was a Don huge pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Boys of summer. It Boys comes right summer. back. I brought it up, man. I knew I would. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Don Inley always makes it onto every summer list. He kids. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's story number one, benign story. We drove there. Um, we drove back. It was the longest trip in the entire world. It was probably literally like six days altogether, but it felt <laughs> like forever. Um, did you have a good the, time at your aunt's house? I think I did. Nice.
0: Thanks, it was it was the Colorado
1: Eagles? Colorado in the summer, so it wasn't like your normal Colorado, yeah. That you usually get. So I just remember like riding bikes a lot. That Was it
0: <laughs> nice? Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, e- Eagles as a was was a band that uh, was around a lot in my childhood as well. My dad put it on mm-hmm. and on his computer, so it like, it, so it kind of like reverberated throughout the house all the time. So very familiar mm-hmm. with the Eagles, very familiar with the song. Take it easy. Very cool that you have that. 72. Uh, Man, that's oh, song. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, cool, cool. Summer vibes. I'm getting, I'm getting like, I'm getting vibes of like, you know, road trips, like you said, down the desert. And it sounds like it's exactly what it, what it meant to you. It was. Very cool. All right, Mike, what's next for these? So, so not quite, going back that far not you know not not 1989 but more like you know 2011 there was a little band that uh, a lead singer that we like started and uh, he was he was he, he was making the rounds making the super group if you will uh you know and now that we just kind of had like that band's second album come out mm. not too long ago the way river. back in this band's first album they had a song over there called uh i'm here to take the sky by the by the good old band drugs uh this song doesn't really like mean anything it's not like this is it's, it's not like ocean's avenue right where it's like oh beaches and boardwalks but well, th- th- there's like a musically there's like this kind of simplicity to it That I that that kind of really reminds me of carefree summer days, carefree summer nights. Uh, The the song itself kind of talks about like new love that's a little strained. You know, and and what did I say at the beginning? Summer is about three things: beaches, boardwalks, babes. All right, this falls in the babes, boobs, Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) All right, (laughs) this so you know combined with like the kind of simplicity of it, the kind of the overall atmosphere the kind of and and, and with, with how soaring that the chorus is you know it kind of gives me the vibe of like you know the tops down on the on the convertible we're driving we're driving through the beach side you can see the ocean and the sunset you know it, you know the, the hot girl in the back seat is getting up and like her scarf is like flying in the in, in the breeze you know it just yeah more, more exactly different. are you in Argentina summer again <laughs> this isn't <an> Ar- <laughs> <laughs> this is an Argentina July <laughs> okay her summer dress her summer oh, dress thank thank is you. blowing in the breeze at the <laughs> uh, you know while, 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 while we're driving along the beach side and this song is playing in the background you know I think of Craig Owens in the summertime and <laughs> yes <laughs> and he's and his kind of you know his, his bleached tips uh <laughs> <laughs> I, right i don't know what michigan guys look like in the summertime but i imagine they look like craig owens back in 2011 right they're yeah. really sunburned i think Sunburnt, tattooed <laughs> drug drug problems yes. depression sad boy summer narcissism <laughs> no does this does this song kind of give you like some summer vibes as well i guess it kind of does yeah especially with that chorus this- like like that chorus really gives off like the, the like the just hanging out with your buds going out.
1: I'm I'm thinking montages. Summer is all about montages for me, like. Oh, there you go. There you go. I mean, Michigan summer, it's like, oh, I'm just going to like, you know, walk to the end of the street and throw something in that dumpster and walk home. I'm gonna, Michigan. I'm going to throw a rock in the polluted lake <laughs> and look at Canada from afar.
0: Hey, Canada. You looking good over there, bud? Uh, yeah, dude. Like, uh, so again, this isn't this isn't like an overtly like like Ocean's Avenue like summer like specific song. Like, I just remember every time I used to listen to this, I listened to it a lot back in 2011. Like, it, it just gave me like it it put me in the shoes of like somebody who's having fun like with their buds in summertime. Because I never I, I always had like a bunch of like sad boy summers. Like my summers mostly consisted of like. Hang, uh, playing video games in my room,
1: blocking out yeah. the sun. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> so I never had like these. And now, like and now, it's the same thing. He just opens the blinds. Exactly right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but now, I now I go to beaches with my family. We go to do summer activities. We go to the water park, and you know, we you know, I try to give my daughter the summers that like I didn't have when I was her age. So you know, uh, so put. You know, I, I, maybe that's why montages keep coming up in my head is because, like, I'm trying to fantasize and romanticize about the summers I never had. So thank you, Craig mm-hmm. Owens, for for giving me the montage of the summer 2011, baby. 11. beautiful, beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. All summer right. Summer
1: romances, I never had them. <laughs> Do you like songs that are not so happy, Mike?
0: I love yeah, sad I, Boy I would,
1: summers, dude. I would love, I would love for this to be a montage song in the movie that I make someday, this will be mm-hmm. the montage song, but you know, I've told you this story, uh, you know, uh, probably many times at this point, but we mm-hmm. relived it when you, uh, deep dove into this band. I think last year it was. Yeah. Um, I think I know where you're going with this. 1994. I don't know if you remember that year very well. Um, I was but I do. seven. <laughs> so I've told the story a hundred times. I spent most of the beginning of that year mowing lawns and earning money because I was a big boy and they would give me $20. And I was like, oh man, I need to buy me one of them, one of them portable CD players. And those things are $100, man. Ooh-wee. And I just need to save up some money because I can't wait to just be walking down the street with my CD portable CD player listening to my CDs little did I know that walking and whole and having a CD uh, player made it skip incessantly but <laughs> the I wasn't technology wasn't quite there yet <laughs> yes so um so in the in July the end of July 1994 almost exactly how many years ago are we, are we talking almost 30 years Twenty-eight oh, years 28 ago. Twenty-eight years ago practically. Dude, so we should uh, just that, put one foot in the grave right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that same incarnation of that family started to fracture and fray and 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 and, and disappear over the course of that summer of nineteen ninety-four. But damn it did I save up my money and I bought not only this CD man, but also this album, which was the first like real album that wasn't Weird Al Yankovic uh, that I ever (laughs) bought. And so I put it on on my walk home from summer school going into ninth grade and it was hot and I was dying and I had to walk like, I don't know, 17 miles from the school to my house. Why? Because nobody cared. (laughs) And I think I had gotten my bike (laughs) taken away for some reason. (laughs) So I had to walk. Because you were grounded? I think so. I think oh, okay. so. I think I had left it in the front yard or something. So, you know, logically you, you take the bike away for a week when, when that happens. So um, parenting. Anyway. Good parenting. Yes. <laughs> so I had to walk all those miles from the high school to my house and I turned on this album in 1994. Yeah, and this baby. song, this song popped up track number one, Stone Temple Pilots, mm. Dead and Bloated love it. And I was just like, wait a minute. Who is this band? This album's been out for 2 years at this point. I finally bought it, man. I finally am cool. I'm so awesome. And I just anything anything related to my personal life was out the window. I was just like, finally I am cool cuz I am on the cutting edge of music here in 1994 with this album from
2: 1992.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yes, this song will always re- remind me of that. I remember that walk home so vividly and knowing that my family was crumbling uh, later that week. Um, and then just turning this al- album on again, over and over again throughout that summer. And just being like, "What? Well, who needs a family? What? What is a family anyway? I don't need that. I'm cool now because I listen to Stone Temple Pilots. I'm 13. Summers Life is are good. about three things, baby.
0: Divorce.
1: <laughs> dystopias. Dead and (laughs) bloated. Exactly, exactly. And I felt it. And I even went to Thailand that summer to visit my dad. And I took this album with me. And I was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna hang out, coolest person in Thailand right now. I'm the coolest person." Like that. That I remember, like looking out the window to my bedroom and seeing like a security guard in the building across the way. I'm like, "Man, if he knew what I was listening to, he'd get it. He'd get. (laughs) He'd get why I was so cool." I was like, wait a minute. He probably doesn't speak English, but he would still get it if he finally heard this album, (laughs) dude.
0: Like early '90s, early mid '90s. Like this song was like the festival darling, dude. Like this is like this is like the song you fucking blast when you're on your way to like. I mean, Warped Tour wasn't around like in the way that it used to, in in the way that like it it would turn out to be like when you're going to like a fucking like uh, ah shit. What's what? What what are they called? Uh, Not Fest. Fucking. Ozfest? When you go to like fucking Ozfest or something, like you're mm. playing, you're fucking blasting this song. And of when when is Ozfest? When is Ozfest play? Fucking during the summer, dude. When you're fucking hanging know. out with your high school friends because you're fucking yeah.
1: cool and dark and yeah. and broody. Yeah. Boom. It's awesome. I was there, but that was 1999. I'm not there yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. This is a great
0: pick. Like, uh, uh, you know, I, I, my my list is definitely skewed more towards like the pop punk kind of more of the upbeat side of like rock music but like yo this is a fucking vibe too this is a
1: summer vibe i I think so and i had never heard it before this particular day in 1994 so i don't know how i avoided the radio for those two years without hearing it Mm -hmm. but i knew other songs from this album um but yeah this one was the big surprise and i was always like wow i'm gonna i'm gonna make it it's gonna be okay love it and here i am 28 years later like it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait no, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. You'll be I'm fine. Alive. You'll be fine. I'm you've alive. got you've
0: got STP dead and bloated. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. What's your
1: number three?
0: Fading <laughs> out this song. So this is a song that is, I think, is a little bit more lesser known. Uh, this is, uh, we're, we're familiar with this song, but like it's not a. Uh, we're, we're familiar with this band, but like it's not a band that we we talk about a lot. Um, one of our listeners, uh, one of our friends over on Discord, introduced us to, to this band, and uh, I, I remember like after checking out this band. Uh, just kind of listen to some other songs here and there from some of their other albums as well. This is the song Freshman Year by the band Jail Socks. Uh, Ooh, yeah, we don't get given... this
1: song though. Yeah, we I, know, don't... I know the person you're talking about.
0: Yeah, we, ha- we haven't really talked about Jail Socks a lot. I mean, like, you know, like the album that we were recommended to kind of came and go, but. Man, you want to talk about like "Sad Boy Summer," dude? This is fucking "Sad Boy Summer" all mm. over, dude. This is from this is from 2018 too, and it's uh, lyrically it's actually pretty like interesting. Like, it's very picturesque. It's just it's like like I mean the line, the line is literally like, "Whatever happened to Friday nights in your house and getting high in my car, waiting for your mom to text us." <laughs> It gets like hey that's that that's a fucking like just hanging out with your friends and just you know sad boy summer like not really doing it while all the jocks were out on ocean avenue checking out babes and boardwalks and boobs and battlestar galactica (laughs) like you you're just getting high with your friends on on a nice summer night waiting for mom to pick us up yo we didn't care. We loved the late nights, waking up tired as shit. <laughs> I have so remember, many like relatable
1: summers, just doing remember, that, dude. Remember three years ago? Man, it was so long ago. Oh, it's so <laughs> no, like so
0: picturesque, man. My daughter was in her early teens. <laughs>
1: 2018
0: (laughs) Anyway, I mean whenever whoever the lead singer of Jail Socks was when he was like fucking 13, 14 years old in 2018
1: I'm sure Mm. well I know I I don't know too much about this band I didn't listen to this album Um, but yeah I didn't listen to this album either but like I remember
0: just like checking out songs here and there I think I saw this on Bandcamp was when my first exposure to the song and this one just kind of like stuck with me and I was like oh this is a pretty neat song I like this one cool yeah so you so you know we got uh, you know some kind of like little emo midwest kind of vibe as well like it, it, so it seems kind of obvious as far as like picking it for the list right they, they kind of automatically exude that kind of jolly hanging out with your friends vibes which is you know that's not something to be dismissed but uh
1: yeah i, I, I just these, like
0: the song i think it's a
1: cool song to kind of highlight are these
0: guys midwestern as well just i'm basing that solely on the sound (laughs) i think it should be uh, illegal to like make a song like this
1: if you're not from the midwest (laughs) probably probably so there's a guy in the band called coleman his first name is coleman coleman he's definitely from the midwest nobody in california or nobody in the east coast is naming their son coleman See, they're from North Carolina, from what it looks like here, Charlotte, North Carolina, Southeast mm. Emo. The Southeast, Southeast Emo, Southeast Emo. Wow, interesting. interesting. North Carolina—that's more like Mid East, the Middle East. <laughs> Middle <laughs> East Emo. And <laughs> hey, you know what? Like With how
0: it. conservative they are in fucking South Carolina, they might as well be the Middle East. You know,
1: North Carolina—whole different story up there. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> they voted for Obama, I think. <laughs> probably,
0: probably. But which, we, which means we fixed racism, right?
1: Yes, yeah. we always, we always did. Ah, yeah. the next song is starting. I can't listen to steering wheel. That's not as that's not a that's not a summer song. Get it out of here. A summer song. Oh my All right, god. Mike, anything more to say about jail socks? Before... I love midwestern emo, and it always okay. gives off a summer vibe. Mike, do you have eleven minutes? Oh to my god! To the next eleven minutes. <laughs> what are we? What are you doing to me? What do we got I'm here? Putting on one of the greatest songs of all time. All what right, I'm doing? What do have we got here? Oh my god! This is awesome. Okay, we got eleven minutes. We I, I we can, got eleven <laughs> minutes. Tell me a story, Adam. Tell me an eleven <laughs> okay. minute story. So, 1998. I was freshly new to discovering this little band, little known band called the Doors. I don't mm. know, they're they're really underground. Um not a lot of people had heard of them, uh, especially in 1998. I think I was the only one listening to them at the time. So, you know, they're really really <laughs> Not even the surviving band. members of the Doors to them. <laughs> I know. Um but no, I, I discovered this band and uh I remember vividly the summer I graduated high school was when I I had my 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 1990 Honda Civic. Um that was my first car that had um just just wonderful vinyl seats so you know sitting Ew. in <laughs> in 95 to 100 degree weather in oh, vinyl seats with no air conditioning cuz it was a base model car that's um, a fucking like, summer vibe right like there this was oh, oh, the summer vibes yeah. for me because uh i think i got i i got this album um the strange days album by the doors uh in 1998 somewhere around there and I had my um I had my CD player my CD player with a what do you call it um with the cartridge you know the the magazine thing that, oh, that yes, you put yes. in there with the six discs so I got that installed in my car for my graduation and I was just like, that's it. I'm putting all the Doors albums in my car and driving around <laughs> with no air conditioning. And, you know, I was a very large man at the time. And I was like smoking cigarettes. And I'm sure the smell of that car was just beautiful
0: Ooh, dude i am <laughs> literally in there
1: right now like my mind just
0: just got taken to that right there i was great right. you know i grew up cars just like that where the fucking seats were vinyl as fuck they were hot as fuck air conditioning never fucking worked and might never and even if ever it did like no it works cheapskate he would never turn it on because it because according to him it messes up the the, the, the
1: fucking MPG or whatever, (laughs) right? Always, oh, get one less mile to the gallon. Yeah, exactly. But I was listening to this song, sitting in the Best Buy parking lot for some reason. So it's weird to think about this because I already had the CD player in my car. If I was listening to this, so I must have just like. You know, on a whim, just been like, "Well, I have nothing to do today. I might as well drive down to Best Buy and look at the new CDs that are on the rack. Maybe mm. I'll find something cool, like like another Doors album or something like that." That secret <laughs> Doors album that never came out <laughs> until today, right? Um, and I remember sitting in that parking lot, sweating my balls off, um, and and listening to this album. It's a very short album, to come to find out, maybe in the thirty four minute range especially when this track is, uh, is one third of that album. It's just this album. (laughs) song. And I'd only heard the song a handful of times at this point, but I had never really like, like truly listened to it until I had like zero distractions. I'm just like sitting there in the car. I hope I had the windows down. I'm not really sure anymore, Um, but I might've had them up. And so I might've been delirious at the time listening to it. But if you can get all the way to the end with the, with the big, uh, drop off and then the giant build back up and the orgasmic wads of semen that are flown <laughs> metaphorically all around you um it's a really really intense emotional experience that i had never experienced with music at all up mm-hmm. to that point and i just remember like melting into my vinyl seats at you know, 95 degrees but i was getting chills and 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 just floating away and just be like wow music man music and I'm I just I graduated high school everything's gonna be okay <laughs> I'm <laughs> right, gonna be right. cool I'm cool now for this little underground band that nobody had heard of it's finally finally mine <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> so okay, I'm, I'm three minutes in on my end. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, same. I'm, I'm four minutes and seven seconds in. <laughs> so uh, for the remainder of the song, I'd like to tell a little story. About no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the this song of-
0: itself is incredible. I I loved my time going through the doors. Was it during summertime when I was going through the doors? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was 2020 where you. Right, but was it like summertime? I believe it was. Yeah. So, I mean, like I, every time I listen to the doors, like it's like, I get like summertime vibes just based on association. So it's very interesting that like you associate this song with summertime as well. It's pretty
1: cool. I I love it. It's always there. It's always there in the back Mm -hmm. of my mind, like where I was at the time, how much life has changed so much (laughs) in the Mm -hmm. last 24 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, and how this band has like been pushed way to the side of being, you know, my favorite band, like they were at that moment. I know. Now you listen um, to real music, like now emo. I listen to, now I listen to even more underground music, like like Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. <laughs> and Black Sabbath. Yep. Man, I just I'm stayed so underground. <laughs> and the and drugs. Let's not let's not forget the drugs album. Pretty underground. Pretty underground. Yeah. yeah. Some <laughs> are right. undergrounds. So if you guys have eleven minutes, check out that song. I'd recommend sitting in a hot car in the middle of the Best Buy parking lot mm-hmm. um, to get the full effect. Yeah, so
0: you, you got to make sure that the car has been baking in the sun for like five to six hours because that is the full effect. That is the full don't nineties growing up in the fucking summertime in Southern California and or a tropical
1: island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get, yes. Oh my god, Ugh. your balls. <laughs> your balls <laughs> don't forget the cigarettes is all i can say oh very that's important. right yeah if very my dad, very
0: important if my dad smoked like that that's just the missing piece of the puzzle right there i know well
1: and <laughs> it's the recording of that song they like the, the band went through an entire pack of cigarettes so, yeah <laughs> you, know, you have to remember that yeah you know, that, that was going on during the recording so yeah. cigarettes are part of the experience yeah that that's that's 11 minutes is enough
0: time to go through a whole pack
1: of cigarettes i agree right for four
0: guys <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, let's All see right. I'm ready you know, for my
0: journey. War- Warp tour has been like a huge part of uh summertime for me, like especially in my late teens when I first started going to Warp Tour, uh, and then yes. going into my like early to mid 20s as well when I was going to Warp Tour with some of my buds. Uh, and uh, that was me, that was you, dude. You were my buds. Um, uh, <laughs> and and then and then one year we actually like interviewed people and like we tried to get interviews from like other bands and like we we interviewed roscoe
1: but uh uh warp tour (laughs) (laughs) what was that sorry it was just the long silence (laughs) Uh, break the silence with a with a
0: cough sorry i thought (laughs) i heard you saying something sorry stupid fucking delay anyway warp tour big fucking like big part of my summer routine Uh, something i look forward to like every year unfortunately i never saw this band at summertime but every time i hear this band um like it not only reminds me of warp tour and the warp tour scene but there is a very specific memory and i'm gonna i don't shut up about this memory this is the only memory song that i have but uh With the song they perched on their stilts, pointing and daring me to break custom by a little lone band, Southern California band, speaking of summertime, called Seo oh Sin. This is the last Say song oh, on that very first translating the name EP way back oh, 2003. Yes. Dude, this gives me Warped Tour
1: vibes. This gives me that fucking
0: song. This gives me that very specific memory when I got my first job and... It was around the time that I got my first or second paycheck and I've spent a bunch of money. I spent almost my entire paycheck, all $27 of it, uh, <laughs> on, a, on SmartPunk.net. With a bunch of albums that I wanted to listen to um, from Alternative Press Magazine. And one of them was the, the Seosin debut EP. I popped it in on my way to work. And as soon as this song was done, my fucking life had changed forever and forever fucking forever and i'm this, this song is so vivid in my mind with summertime and driving in my first car which didn't have vinyl seats but it also Ooh. didn't have an air conditioner so like i'm nice. almost there and almost i, there. Almost. I and, be, and when i first got it like i because I, I bought it off my uncle who did smoke like this so i had that cigarette kind of smell for like the first three months of having that car too so I was almost there the, 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 that, that, that fucking summer car vibe <laughs> um, that, that, we, that we were talking about was almost there but oh my god this song is the epitome of the Warped Tour summer feeling and I get to also have the memory of having my mind blown with this incredible EP with this new sound with this new band with, uh, and, and wanting more future, of this the future is now the future is now, old man. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Jesus Christ, like this song is just the perfect way to cap off that incredibly brief 15 to 20 minute EP. I'm sure you've all heard it at this point. If you haven't, just go
1: listen to it. It's going to be the best 20 minutes of your goddamn yeah. sorry <laughs> life. You should not be listening to this podcast because this podcast was made around this this EP. Mm-hmm.
0: If it were not for this song, for this EP, for the summer that I listened to this, no skinny with Mike and Adam.
1: So go, so no. go
0: thank your local Anthony Green.
1: Yes, get <laughs> ready for his <laughs> next installment. Yeah,
0: young legs.
1: Um. <laughs> oh, that's coming up very soon. No,
0: that's that's next week actually. Yeah, boom, yeah. Done. boom so, done. yeah. So you know, we're so we're in the midst of summer. You know, speaking of summer, we got a new Anthony Green project next week. Uh, I will never forget all the warp tours that I've been to. Um, you know, just listening to great music, discovering new bands, listening or you know, seeing some of my favorite bands live for the first time for the low, low price of like twenty five bucks. You know, mm-hmm. putting this one on and just having my life changed forever. Uh, this is the epitome of summer for me even though nice. it's not my last song on the list because i've got the i've got another one that uh you know i mean it's I'm not sure as,
1: go ahead i'm sure we heard them play that song um at that festival we went to in 2016 i forgot the name of or we interviewed Corey wells oh um, that was a long time ago yeah like a taste of chaos <laughs> yes they i'm sure they played that song right they did I can't remember yeah. they paid okay they played just basically <laughs> this ep <laughs> yes, because they they hadn't released the new album yet. No,
0: they is... so they replaced. They just they just played like the five songs on this EP because every band had like twenty five thirty minutes anyway. And in between mm-hmm. um, all of the songs, like Anthony Green and the band would just
1: talk to the audience. So you know, great way to fill time. <laughs> I guess so. And he like smashed his face into the mic stand and was bleeding everywhere. And it was good times. It was yeah. good times. Literal He's, taste of chaos. Speaking of summer memories, he is literally not an
0: insane man at all he's he's not well and we're all <laughs> enabling him but you know that's
1: another discussion for another day <laughs> I, I i'm not i'm not enabling him i don't think we haven't heard any any rumors yet thankfully surprisingly <laughs> i guess rumors are what uh you know allegations is what i meant oh
0: inappropriateness well, well he's he, he's very much admitted to his various drug problems
1: yes many a time, so i guess we're just enabling that i suppose okay that, that, that I'm okay with. I will I will enable that mm-hmm. because it's it's, it's the uh, the inappropriate relations with minors kind of things that we should mm. not be enabling, even though. Young legs. <laughs> all right, Mike. You ready for another story of
0: what you've already heard? Give me some stories, man. I, I bore right. you with my fucking Seosin
1: story all the time. <laughs> I want to hear you more of your stories. So many dead children on the road on that drive to work, that <laughs> fateful day. But anyway. Good God. We've moved, we've moved on. It was almost as bad as when you threw that copy of, of the Gaslight Anthem CD out of your car and murdered all those people on the highway. But mm-hmm. that was, man, it's just the music. Our music tastes have killed many people. Anyway, um, (laughs) we've broken like the space-time continuum
0: too. Like this show has done irreparable damage to the
1: planet. (laughs) So I told you this story when you deep dove into this band, I believe it was last year. Um, The year was 2000. Obviously I was flying high in 1998 and 1994 being like, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be cool. And then in 2000, it was like, oh, I'm not cool. I am not cool whatsoever. I'm going to. I've I'm, explained I'm gonna, to you a couple weeks ago, <laughs> you and I, never cool. We were never cool, dude. Oh, that's right. But, but you know, in 2000, when I was 19 years old, I should have been cool, right? Mm-hmm. That, was, some, some that was your chance said. to be cool. Right. And then you blew it. <laughs> and I remembered. And then,
0: that and then the I good Lord only... gave you another chance when we started that band. You and I fucking blew
1: it. We're never cool, dude. Never, never. But at that point i knew that i was you know only into underground bands so i decided i would branch out and listen to a more pop-oriented kind of band uh at, at this point i'd already heard singles and then all of a sudden you know the the uh video for this song popped up onto my vh1 that one fateful july morning of 2000 and i said i will go buy this album now and it ended up turning into one of my favorite albums of all time but there was a day where My parents were not home and I was left in my house alone with nobody to hang out with and nothing to do and no money to do much with because I had no no money. And I was just like, I'm going to hop in my... 1990 honda civic and i'm gonna just drive west because this band made driving west seem like a really cool thing to do mm-hmm. <laughs> so i turned on my californication album by the red hot chili peppers and i hopped on the 91 freeway and had no idea how to get to the ocean but i drove until i got tired of driving you and just then roll I... down the window <laughs> and put your nose out <laughs> ah, it smells like it smells like ocean breeze Right, but I didn't, I just had no idea how to get there, because there was no GPS at the time to tell me, mm-hmm. so I listened to this album all the way through and then said I should probably drive home now but, uh, Californication The Song uh, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers will always be the, uh what, how do you put it? The, the, the focal point of that not so fun day slash adventure um, and who knows what I did after that or in the day's Days after that, as well. But um, this was during a time where I had quit my first job at the coffee shop and I was like off of school. It was like the first time I didn't do summer school. So I had Mm -hmm. no job and no school from July through September. So there was nothing at all to do and I had no money to do anything with anyway. And my friends were all off, I don't know, probably living their best late teens life without me having Um, not a sad boy summer right you know making love with women and whatnot which i wouldn't californication exactly they were Mm -hmm. Californicationing. so for me this album has definitely changed over time i appreciate it even more now but i'll always have i'll always have that memory of being like i'm going to the beach but I don't know where the beach is, so what's the <laughs> point? <laughs> I guess I'll turn around and go home now. <laughs> it was the most pathetic excuse. And I remember you asking me because I-, I told you that like I went to like a record store and you know was looking for albums, and I remember looking for like a Nickelback album that was mm-hmm. not there, <laughs> um, and, uh, and then like some guy like telling me like, hey, come check out my sound system in my car. And then like, you were worried that like that guy would have like, you know, tried to kill me or, or kidnap me or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I realized like, I wasn't even that cool to have something interesting like that happen (laughs) to me. Like I was so lame at the time. If only I was cooler, I would have gotten raped and murdered by this stranger. right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So instead I drove home, you know, alone and who knows what the rest of the evening looked like, but it wasn't fun. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Man, And then I got invited to this really cool nightclub called
0: Definitely Not My House. And I danced and danced and I danced the night away. I danced. I, I, I angry danced. <laughs> Kevin Bacon style. Exactly. But, I mean, outside oh, yeah. of that story, you know, I mean, it's just, this whole album is a fucking vibe, dude. Like, look, just look at the...
1: You know look at the album art too like it's uh, it's a, literally a beachfront and i'm just watching i'm watching the video right now for nice, californication dude. this is fucking excellent yeah <laughs> like
0: the cinematography of all of like the especially of this era um, chili peppers is just
1: fucking fantastic they were like the biggest one one of the biggest bands in the world too so of course don't right you know. have the budget to do that for shanti was back in the band and the creat- creativity was on the mend mm-hmm and for Shanti was sober and not 86 pounds anymore. It was nice. So good on you. Good on you, John. Good job. Thanks. Thank you for writing such an incredible album. And I'm glad I have
0: the I, I, I now have like the full experience with this album.
2: Mmm.
1: Sounds so good. Good times, good times. Alright, I only have one more uh, one more song to go after this. But well let me give you, you one more song too.
0: I don't have a I don't have an incredible story like you do. But uh, this song, you know, some, summer love, young love, is a is a is a common theme. You know, most of our most of our teen sex jam comedies revolve around young love and trying to get laid, and sometimes, oh yes, those relationships don't work out, and and, and you know, you end up fighting, and that's kind of what young love is. Summertime, baby, don't get the clap. Wow. Uh, but uh, <laughs> with a man <laughs> overboard. And their Ooh. song, Montrose, I think that's how you pronounce it, M-O-N-T-R-O-S-E, from the uh, from the Real Talk album. Uh, good God, what a song.
1: What a vibe. Man, I haven't yeah. listened to Real Talk in a long time. Was that album Real.
0: one from them? Album one, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: okay. Not, you know, not my
0: favorite of them all, but yes. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, this is a band that just gets better and better with age. But good God, like the the, the youthful energy off of Real Talk is in and itself you know outside of like the summer vibe that that is in and of itself is a vibe man like that, that that takes you like i'm sure we all have like relatable memories of like being young and being in love and having those summer flames and stuff not me I, I, i'm a virgin i don't, I don't know what you guys talk about. <laughs> <laughs> i'm saving myself for the lord uh but uh <laughs> but I, I love like the picturesque like nature of this song. Like, you know, you, do you take pictures off the walls when you know I'm coming to your room? Do you hide all the stuffed animals the other boys bought for you? Like, I know oh. we're I know we're taking off like, uh, you know, the boys' summer song, uh, but uh, this is basically that just in a pop punk emo um, point of view too. You know.
1: I agree. I yeah. agree. This is a this is a fun song. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a really band back. Well, well. Apparently, band apparently they are. So bad, they, bad.
0: They, they 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 released that tweet that they're writing new music and then they died. I don't know what happened in, in April of last year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to go check up on Man Overboard. What? Are they okay? <laughs> At least do side project stuff. That stuff was good too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then then they completely forgot the password to Man Overboard and they just can't get in anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I mean you can you can probably put like the entire man overboard discography on your summer playlist for, just for for all of you folks i mean like most of their songs are about like young love and being in love and being heartbroken and and sad boy summer and shit but like i think this is like the perfect example of like all of that i love this song in particular this is like a highlight for me of um, of this album um i know real talk has like a great like that the opening track real talk is like it's fucking fantastic too but Man, Montrose, right in the center there, dude, like towards the end, Um, what a fantastic song. And it, it makes me feel young again. And that's exactly what I want to feel when I'm, you know, going to the beach this coming Saturday, trying not to get sunburned because of my increased risk of skin cancer in my old, in my older age. You know, I didn't give a shit about that 20 years ago. <laughs> Burn me, son. <laughs> I'm going to go walk to my girlfriend's house in the, in the 102 degree heat in summertime and we're going to have sex. <laughs> Sweaty, stinky sex.
1: That's what I did
0: when I was 16,
1: dude,
0: with my summer I girlfriend.
1: Hear, I don't want to hear about your underage sex prowess, Mike. Please stop. So my next song is about <laughs> underage sex with my underage
0: girlfriend. <laughs> I'm against those sorts of stories. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'll tell you more about it off air so that you have some more spank bank material. But, uh, okay.
1: uh <laughs> all right, cool <laughs> man overboard. Bring them back. We need summer jams Bring them back. All right. My final one here will be from the year 2005. Ooh, now a new song. A new song (laughs) from a band that probably will not be around very much longer. But in 2000, like from 2000, 2005, again, a lot changed. I had an incredible year in 2003. Um, A little band called Audio Slave released an Uh, album in 2003. And I was just like, yeah, this is my jam. And then I got to got to see them and, and it was beautiful and then and then in 2005 they released their second album and they were playing at at the jimmy kimmel show and on hollywood boulevard and cameron Hell and yeah, i dude cameron and i drove out there and somehow found a parking spot and somehow made our way to the closed down uh stage or closed down street that the stage was on and we we're just like yeah man th- this is gonna be awesome um but little did I know that that album was going to blow Royal chunks and was (laughs) going to quickly want to be deleted from my brain, uh, you know, you know, as soon as possible in the years to come. And then subsequently the lead singer would, would hang himself in a hotel room, but that's not about, we're not talking about the summer. eyes, dude (laughs) hanging yourself in a hotel room, bro. Also in 2005, (laughs) I had, uh, graduated from my master's program after all of those years of being in school it was again an, the, the first time in my life i had no school like like even on the horizon there was no more school on the, uh, out, out there so it was the summer and i was just like um so i'm waiting on this job i i interviewed and applied for this job and and then i just had to sit around and wait and wait for that job to contact me to tell you like, Hey, okay, we're going to hire you now. Um, I didn't know how long that was going to be. I had a wedding looming uh, in July 31st. I I graduated May 13th. I had my interview on May 14th with this place. And then I had a wedding on July 31st that I was just like, I need my life to kind of be in order here (laughs) so that I can you know move out of my parents' house and be married and all this kind of thing. So- Like a big boy- um, so I so from May, you know, 14th through uh the end of June was a 6 week period um of sitting around my mom's house with absolutely nothing at all to do again. Uh you know, no job, no money. I have a master's degree and a wedding coming up, but I have like I I couldn't even like go out for food cuz I had like very little funds. So like Don and I would just hang out at my mom's house, like all day long and like, you know, make food for ourselves and watch TV. And like all those days just strung together. And you're just like, what what the hell's going on here? Like, I I, I need to get my life going here. But somewhere within that realm, this album came out. Mm. And that would be in Your Honor by the Foo Fighters. Nice, dude. A little known album that only went multi-platinum. Um, again, <laughs> a very very cutting edge of unknown bands. Um but I was I was hyped on the Foo Fighters at this time and the track Best of You was was making its way up the airwaves. Mm-hmm. And we would we would sit in my mom's backyard in the it this was like when my mom was getting a new air conditioner put in her house as well, so there was like Of A solid couple of weeks where she had no air conditioner So we would just sit in my mom's House and outdoors with all the windows Open in the 98 degree Weather um, Baking away with nothing at all To do but we had In Your Honor by the Foo Fighters (laughs) To play Mm -hmm. on that CD player We don't have air conditioning but
0: we've Got the Foo Fighters
1: (laughs) We had this album We had the new Dave Matthews album that came Out that year and we had Out of Exile by Audio Slave. All three of these albums are poor, (laughs) very, very poor (laughs) albums. But this song, this song was was like an exciting moment for this album. So you're just like, "Wow, Foo Fighters might actually make a really good album," and and they didn't. And that's okay. It was a double album as well. That's okay. It's a great song, you know. So, but the reason it reminds me of driving to the Jimmy Kimmel performance is because right when Cameron and I turned the corner onto Hollywood Boulevard and saw the stage you know the giant sound system that was hooked up to you know the the music at that point right when we turned that corner this song popped up on that giant speaker box and so it was like oh man this song is so good man this album is gonna be so good so it was like in that moment you have that moment of excitement I'm here to see my favorite band Foo Fighters are gonna have a new album out with a good song right here as their might have been their lead single um so like everything was like riding high. It was also like the week that Episode Three came out, and so we were just like, "Man, things are looking up." In oh, this moment, Star Wars, moment, you mean? Star Wars yes. Episode Three. Nice. Yes, because in our opinion, the Jedi will always be mm-hmm. there. the Jedi so, are evil. <laughs> so, out of all of that mess of not knowing where my life was headed, in that particular moment, it was like really, really, really exciting, and this song was a part of that and it will always remind me of that summer moment of you know when you when it's you know a frigid 57 degrees outside and i'm just like oh man i wish it was warm again remember 2005 hollywood boulevard best of you was on it was very nice and you know 80 degrees in hollywood that night and then everything fell apart after that but (laughs) in that moment Everything was fine. <laughs> Dude, you just turned that from like sad boy summer
0: to like the best summer ever, bro. That was a great story. Back, but then back to sad boy in the
1: next day. Oh, That's but... okay to worry about it. <laughs> We're talking about this moment right now. <laughs> but then finally, you know, uh, June 26th, that that employer called me and was like hey do you want to start working for us on july 1st and i was like oh my god i've been waiting outside the gate pounding on it asking <laughs> to be let in for the last six weeks i'm in I'm my there. big boy suit it stinks because <laughs> i'm sweating so much exactly and then the rest is history rest in peace taylor hawkins oh yeah big part of this one mm-hmm. <laughs> very cool and pretty theory. much rest in peace foo fighters i think they're done I, I, uh, they're gonna have like I ten mean, more albums, dude. They they really could, but they probably shouldn't. Because it's no, but been they will. <laughs> way downhill since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great songs, dude. Great picks.
0: Great stories. I'm in like a summer mood. Like I want to go to the beach right now. You should. Mm. You very I, now much I gotta should. I gotta wait till this Saturday though. So. Yeah. Do you know how to get there? Is the real question. Uh, I don't, but I'm gonna trust that the train conductor does.
1: Okay, good. Good. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> you know where you could go, you could go to a pool where there's a lot less sand and, you know, salt in the water that makes the sand mm-hmm. stick to you. That same um, pool where as we learned, COVID. And that as we learned in 2005, um no, sorry, 2002. I hate sand. Mm-hmm. It's coarse. It's coarse, not like you. It's irritating. Best it's everywhere. everywhere.
0: The best of you. (laughs) (laughs) It's coarse. It's irritating. It gets everywhere. Can someone give me the best?
1: The best. The best of you. (laughs) Oh yes. So, good times. What the fuck are you talking about? I know. Man. She's in that love thunder love four thunder. The the four, yeah. The four for thunder of love. And then you like see you you go back and watch like episode two and you're like, wow, Natalie Porton was like incredibly attractive back then
0: anyway it's and it's so jarring this is completely aside but like it's 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 so jarring where she's like oh i'm a senator i can't fall in love (laughs) while they're in this romantic like fireplace and she's wearing this fucking sexy
1: corset (laughs) (laughs) 20 20 year old natalie portman i mean Uh, we we were all there we were were all there we were all (laughs) there and skywalker sure was there he He sure was he got there he got there he, he got made there. it happen <laughs> he's like i got a, I i got a franchise to create <laughs> i
0: got uh I, I was reading this again another aside this has nothing to do with anything but like uh you know leading up to the excitement of the four this this past week but uh, uh taika waititi was uh was interviewed and uh, uh he's i guess he's been letting it known that like uh, lucasfilm is in, uh, invited him to make a Star Wars film at some point and uh, apparently he, he was chatting with um, Natalie Portman at some point and she was like you know talking about Star Wars and it's like hey you should you should be in a Star Wars film have you ever been in a Star Wars film <laughs> and Natalie Portman <laughs> told Taika uh, I was I was in three of them <laughs> <laughs> it's like no you weren't no you
1: weren't like, you're who, old, who did you play are old. you in the background I'm the mother <laughs> of Luke Skywalker <laughs> the grandmother of Luke Skywalker mother of Anakin what? wait no the other way around oh, no sorry I got it wrong but I'm sure Taika Waititi looked at her and was like not with your 41 year old face well who would you have been in Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> you're too old to be a Star Wars <laughs> yes sorry yes mother of Sky of oh, Luke lover of Anakin
0: yeah but no, you Anakin, you're breaking my heart. Uh, go, folks, enjoy your summer. We are we are in the midst of it, especially if you're, in the, if you're in the you know northern hemisphere. If you're in Australia, what the fuck, man? Give us some Wrap of your up. snow. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up.
1: Wrap up your your scarf around. Quit your neck.
0: whining. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I don't know. Does it get cold down there? I have no idea. And yeah, <laughs> in this time of year, yeah, it's, it's really okay. snowing in like winter time. We'll enjoy not having fires for, for a little while.
0: Yeah. And then while we're enjoying our wintertime, they're on fire.
1: Yes. And vice versa.
0: hmm Adam, part what? of summertime, <laughs> is enjoying good music. And yes. after hearing a bunch of, you know, he and ha-in about a certain <laughs> band that, like, <laughs> I haven't listened to in, like, l-
1: almost 20 years at this point... I was going to say, yes, you, you jumped in. But remember, the best version of Mike was 20 years ago, Mike, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I've only said that gotten often. dumber and dumber <laughs> throughout the years, especially when I entered my 30s. Uh,
0: but uh, Coheed and Canberra, the, their latest album, I don't even know what number this is, Vaxes 10. Ten? Oh my God, I'm so fucking old. Mm-hmm. My neck hurts, dude. And my neck hurts because I slept on it.
1: Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> you slept? Oh, oh, oh! Sorry, I thought you meant like I slept on it because I fell asleep during this album. But no, you're saying that you accidentally did not want to listen to this album, just like the rest of us. Correct. Yes. And then but- you were pleasantly surprised, like the rest of us.
0: I was pleasantly surprised, but Man. I don't think I like it as much as all the rest of you do. I'm sorry to hear that. No, I'm not saying it in a bad way. Like I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely overall positive on Vax's act to window and waking mind. Uh, and <laughs> I, I, and I don't, I don't know what any, I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about for anything. But no, like, overall, there's no reason
1: to go, to go deeper with the story. Cause even like the, the Wikipedia synopsis, I'm reading that and I'm like, I don't understand what any of these words mean. <laughs> I, no, I'm not going to jump into this anymore. So exactly. But yeah. This album is a lot better than their first three. That's for sure. It's
0: enjoyable. Oh, I can't wait to hear you talk about the first, those first three. Those, Cause I, am only experienced with like the second one and one of the songs from the first one. Um, but, uh, but, I, there, there, there is a bit of a disconnect. I will admit. When I was done listening to this for the week, um, it, it might be partially because I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Even mm-hmm. though the songs are like enjoyable for the most part, um, yes. they're not like catchy enjoyable. Though they're just kind of like, oh, that was a very well written song, and the and the music, and the musicianship is well composed, and all the pieces put together are like, you know, taken as they are, really well done and but what but i just having trouble connecting to it and i think that's just the problem and 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 so 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 i do have a bit of a disconnect so while i enjoy this album that i've been checking out for a week like i i i don't think it's very memorable i guess you don't have that same issue
1: right no no for me it's perfect it's probably like my number one album of the year so far holy shit (laughs) holy shit (laughs) I loved it. I was like, again, zero history at all. Like, I, I went and listened to it like seven times, mm-hmm. and then and then listened to the first three albums, and then went back to listen to it for the eighth time and appreciated it even more. Cool. after Listening to there's just so much going on with those first three albums. Yeah, <laughs> this one was like, oh, it's all like condensed and 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 well-written and they cut out the extra 20 minutes of fluff that didn't need to be there, mm-hmm. but they left in, they left all that in on the first three albums. Um, so yeah, this one just like flows very, very well. And I thought the songs were well-written and I thought most of them had really good hooks. They got
0: good. It does this, this album, even though it's almost an hour long, like it has good pacing. Um, mm-hmm. it, But there is a bit of a, inconsistency as far as the overall tone goes again it might be because you know this this song needs an up-tempo tone to it because i'm talking about quaglax the fucking alien race that i invented and they're and they're right i don't know and what only, the fuck you're talking about claudio sanchez <laughs> only claudio can defeat them <laughs> <But> only claudio <laughs> yeah I, and so yeah they're so it is a strange album. Definitely, you know, jumping right into it. Um, it seems like it connected with you a lot more than it connected with me, and I'm still mm-hmm. kind of processing it. And and it, maybe that I may, I might need a little bit more time with it. Um, thankfully, we're again at another slow week of 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 in, here in July. Uh, but yes. uh, so maybe I'll continue listening to it for a little while and see how it c- continues to sit. But um, you know, speaking of Coheed and Cambria, this album got. Got you interested in them enough to want to check out their discography, Adam. And you checked out the first three. Oh my God, you're a madman! Right,
1: O two, O three, and O five. Mm-hmm. So, re- remind me again. You listened to one song on the first album. And, Correct. And it's Delirium of the Trigger
0: uh, on the second oh, stage yes. turbine blade, uh, and that's and that's only because I that song is on the 2002 warp Tour compilation. Okay. That is a good song.
1: Fucking I fucking love like. Delirium Trigger. Oh, that is a very good song. This album is, it is not that bad. There's a, there's only nine tracks on it coming in at 48 minutes. Actually, sorry, 10. Cause I, I had a bonus track on my version, the Elf oh, there Tower. Is, there New is a, like less than a minute intro, I think. Right. Right. But then there's like their bonus tracks are like all six minutes long. Oh. So, <laughs> so Elf Tower, New Mexico was on my version on, on Amazon. So I had 10 tracks and I got to say six of them were very good. I think, um, yeah, delirium trigger obviously was, was a good one. And, uh, yeah, the, the first half I thought was, was all right altogether. It just, it's long for the sake of being long. There's like, I'm very surprised nobody was like, Hey, why don't you guys try to cut it back a little bit? Or, Or like maybe you guys will. We're progressive, man. I know. If if you're going to add that progressive rock category onto this, then uh, that's that's what you're going to get. So um, yeah, Delirium Trigger, a a great song and a handful of other good songs. I gave a six out of ten. Not not the greatest album of all time. That doesn't Um, sound like it's too bad for you. No, I was I was surprised. I liked it better than the next one. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. So and again, I didn't have the time to get into the lyrics i i just (laughs) this is 48 minutes but the next two albums are each you know 80 minutes or 70 minutes all together so i'll be be chatting with you a bit about in
0: keeping secrets of silent earth 3 but uh i just have the 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 second stage turbine blade wikipedia page open right now uh in the section called story the yes. album introduces the husband and wife characters, Coheed and Cambria. Oh, isn't that cute? Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters from whom the band's name originates. This album is one of four Coheed and Cambria albums in parentheses. Right. The others being year of the black rainbow, the non conceptual, yes. the color of this, this color before the sun and Vax's act one, the heavenly, un, the unheavenly creatures not to have in parentheses, not to have a multi-part suite in keeping secrets, Silent Earth 3 had the Camper Valorium series, Good yeah. Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4, Volume 1, From Fear Through the Eyes of Madness, had the <laughs> Willing Well series, Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4, Volume 2, No World for Tomorrow, had the End Complete series, and the yes. Afterman Ascension and Descension albums have yes. the Key Entity Extraction series. That was Mike, one sentence.
1: Know. I don't know what your problem is because it all makes sense. <laughs> now that you've They're heard the album, you understand Does <laughs> <laughs> each of these albums oh, have like, God. have, have a four to five track series that all run together in like this oh 25 God, minute. You, Sanchez is a legit madman. I know, I know. I don't know. I don't know why, but it, this is like, this is like Jim Steinman level craziness, but like, not as good or not as accessible. As, yeah. Not as accessible. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, uh, album number two in keeping secrets of silent earth three. Again, I don't know the number systems going on here. Yeah. Um, didn't they have an yeah. EP
0: though before second stage
1: turbine? Yes. But most of those songs ended up on the second stage turbine. Oh, okay so that yeah it's kind of strange that they kept it that way um but yeah
0: 69 I, <laughs> nice minutes
1: long <laughs> fucking christ it's long the last two tracks are not songs are nine, <laughs> nine minutes each <laughs> so i i'm i'm pretty hard out by the time tracks 11 and track 23 mm-hmm. uh come up because apparently track 12 through 22 was all just dead air. Yeah. I remember that record. I had the CD of this. <laughs> how, how long was in between that?
0: Oh, there were like a few seconds each. So like it would just go okay. like 12. Like if you, if you watched your CD player, it just went 12, mm-hmm. 13. Okay. I was wondering 14. It's like, Oh my fucking
1: God, kill me now. <laughs> so I, I don't get this album very well. Um, a, a, f- favor house atlantic is a really good song i don't know if you remember that one yeah that was like the their big hit actually okay so that was a I song that like kind of so.
0: they got it like a lot of airplay from like mtv and fuse mm-hmm. and things like that so like did, have you
1: heard that song before that was the one i alluded to that like you might know that song and i had not heard that song there was a track on the next album that i was familiar with oh but um but this one, no, I, I, I don't think I had heard a favor House Atlantic prior, but that was a really good song. So yeah. this album, let's see, it's out of how many tracks? Out of here? 23. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a five out of 11. I mean, the the, okay. the opening track is just two minutes of... of Weird it's an sounds. intro, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a
0: it's a ringing, and then like a woman picks up the phone. She's like, "Hello," and there's like a big fucking
1: overture, like <laughs> oh <the> right. <laughs> exactly. So this wasn't my favorite either. I gave it a, a five out of eleven. I think the Camper Valorium series in here, like those three tracks, were pretty good from what I remember. Hmm. And I think that's just like the name of the ship that they're supposed to be on is called. Mm-hmm the camper of Valorium. So there's like, you know, all these characters. I mean, I can read it to you right here on Wikipedia. If you want me to, but Oh please bore do. It, bore oh, you to tears. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> 10 years after second stage turbine blade, son Claudio emerges from the depths of Shiloh's 10 and fences quiet planet where the red army performs its brutal interrogations and imprisonments. One sentence in finding out that his entire family has been murdered. Claudio begins his quest for vendetta. His foes, Supreme Tri Maj, Wilhelm Ryan, and General Mayo Dettenwolf, oh. sense that he is yum, still yum, alive and holds special powers. They must they know they must stop him before he defeats them. Meanwhile, Inferno, Jesse Klingon, takes up arms against the Red Army in the song, Man Your Battle Stations, in an effort to seek the same kind of vengeance on him. In Claudio's re-emergence, he teams up with Ambolina, the prize, who is selected by her peers to be his guide. The pair, along with Sizer, a dissembled I-R-O-bot, I-Robot, I don't know, um, seek out Inferno <laughs> to find answers as to why his family were killed, but their plans take an unexpected turn in a ship called the Camper Valorium and a freighter pilot named AI the Killer. I think that's Al the Killer. Are you sure? Might I thought it was Al. AI.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I,
1: I, I don't know either, but it could be. Al the Killer. I mean, that sounds even maybe, stupider. <laughs> I mean, would that make
0: it make any more sense if, it, if you changed no. it from AI to Al? Like
1: doesn't matter. So, yeah. so Claudio is the son of Coheed and Cambria, which just mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Coheed and Cambria die in album one, yet still their name carries on for 10 albums. The lately. legacy continues. Wow. But Claudio is like the hero of the story. I don't know if you if you caught on with that or not. But <laughs> Oh, I, this album makes perfect sense to me.
0: I know we're making fun of it and Claudio Sanchez like obviously has like a b- a lot of creativity in his head and everything, but like, mm-hmm. wow, this is so dense. It this goes is dense deep. and it doesn't necessarily come through with the music. No. Doesn't no. no, I don't
1: think so. Um, but the songs get better on the next album. Mm. I don't know if you haven't listened to good Apollo. I'm burning star for volume one,
0: homie. I've never been more hard out on a band. Then after mm. listening to In
1: keeping secrets of silent earth three. Okay. Well, I, I, I recommend this one because this one is really not that bad. Okay. Um, it's, it's still long AF 71 minutes here. Um, but the songwriting gets a lot better and the, the kind of the, the epic side of it. It's almost like, like, like the fluff is cut out, even though the songs are still long. Mm-hmm. Um, It's really tough on the little series here at the end of the album. It's called The Willing Well, you know, volumes one, two, three, and four. Those are each seven minutes long. And boy, do they, boy, do they take forever. That's a Um, whole album in and of (laughs) itself. I know (laughs) that's 28, 30 minutes, something like that all together. Um, So like, I I like two out of those four, Um, but the song, The Suffering, that one, I don't know why I know that song. I, I have a feeling I probably heard it on mm. 103.9 or something. Um, I'd have
0: to listen to it. I, 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 again, yeah. I'm hard out on this band. It's it's not like I don't like this band or anything. It's, it's just, especially in two thousand and three, I was like, yo, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm dense as fuck, but like I don't fucking get it. <laughs> I like three songs on a um, on that uh, second album. I like three evils. Uh, Blood Red Summer, and of course, uh, favorite favor House Atlantic. Ah, okay. The rest of
1: it's so, like, whoa, this is not for me, like at all. It really feels, especially leading into albums four, five, and six, that the songwriting is getting much better. Um, so, I, if if you if you have the time, <laughs> I think you would enjoy this. I, I think it it really starts well, mm-hmm. like the the first like five or six tracks on here i think are really really good on good Um, apollo yes
0: okay so well i mean um, i'm sorry good apollo i'm burning star four volume one from fear through the eyes of madness from fear through the eyes of madness not to be confused with good apollo i'm burning (laughs) star four volume two no world
1: for tomorrow it sounds like a james bond movie that one is shortened to just "No World for Tomorrow." Um, if you're if you're looking up that one, <laughs> you're a liar, Adam. I don't believe you. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I had, I had a hard time finding it oh, really? on, on Amazon. I was like, "What the fuck? Where's the other one?" Um, but no, the, the, these two albums together seem to uh, be finally getting it right and and kind of taking the songwriting into where it seems to be going. By the mm. time album 10, ten rolls around. But uh, yeah the suffering is a really good song again two out of those four series of songs are are good um yeah 10 speed of god's blood and burial who that's that's a really good song right there mm-hmm. but yeah the, but the hooks the hooks are prominent especially in the beginning of this album and you can tell like i mean at this point they're on columbia so it's like hey guys you guys need to rein this in yeah <laughs> it's so
0: strange i remember cuz like this is a band that like it was always in the forefront of like seeing news and like, uh, you know, uh, uh, alternative press and stuff. So I was, mm-hmm. I was always following this band, even though I wasn't listening to their music. And when I saw that, like they were on Columbia
1: at this point, right. I was so and confused. This, and that, that album went to number seven in 2005.
0: Oh my <laughs> gosh, that, there must so be like huge. this huge, like underground mainstream
1: prog rock fan base out there that I've never met. Right. right. Cause all of their next, See that album, and then um, let's see album three, four, five, six, and seven. All all were debuted in the top ten. Album eight debuted at number ten. So yeah, it's not till now that their popularity seems to be waning. Mm. But man, well, you could say that's that really about like most rock bands too. This but is the not suffering, the time to be a rock band. The suffering was definitely a radio song. So and, and I feel like that was my only introduction to them at the time. And it was it was again 103.9 plays a song and then jumps into the next song and never tells you who anything was. Mm-hmm. So but I remember not liking it at the time, but it, it fits here on this album. So um, I, I would recommend this one. And I'm and I'm digging albums four, five, and six so far wow, as well. I'm cool. only a couple of listens into those. But it doesn't seem to just be like this uh, let's dr- drag this out as long as possible kind of thing. That the first you mean the storyline or like? Just, just the album in general. Like we didn't, the, the, I mean, in Keeping Secrets didn't, didn't Oh, Overstate It's Welcome. Yeah. That, oh, okay. tw- 20 minutes could be slashed off of that album easily and nobody would miss it. <laughs> but you're missing the story, Adam. Apparently I am, but I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've got actual stories to to follow through with. <laughs> so yeah that's where i'm at with them and uh we'll see where because i know the 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 next albums are shorter they're more in like the less less than an hour range and even um the afterman ascension is actually only 39 minutes long wow an ep an ep but then by the time you get to uh, Vaxxis act one you're back up to 75 minutes i think for oh them. my god well i guess it's
0: technically just like it's like two albums right you're just kind of listening to two albums at that point
1: i i think so and then yeah album three is act two it it gets confusing if you break it down that way (laughs) (laughs) well that's very interesting yeah
0: I, i was not really expecting you to like kind of still be
1: on board at this point me neither but you know again 2003 mike smartest mike yeah, or absolutely. Just, just smart, Mike. I'm not sure. No, smartest. <laughs> smartest is the right term to put to, to use there. I was 17 mm-hmm.
0: fucking years old. And you're know. never smarter than when you're 17 years old. And I could totally
1: see you in 2005 with your just like, eh, if it's not under oath, I don't care. <laughs> Can you I please raw, stop raw, please. trying to embarrass me in front
0: of our audience, please, with <laughs> with these actual recordings of me? <laughs> I, them, I was like she appreciate it.
1: I was br- brushing my shoulders off when I said it, too. So you missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> With my long hair, which I no right. longer have. From first, first to again. last, please.
0: Is Sonny Moore in that band? <laughs> Nothing. I if, it, well, if it's not a Sonny Moore album,
1: I don't care. Well, and this, 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 these albums have such Thursday vibes to them. I'm sure you picked up on those. Back in the day, since you were hardcore into Thursday at that yeah, time, yeah, but at least Thursday was like easy to follow, right? Right, you know. But uh, yeah, they they condensed it down to forty minutes. Yeah. This band was just like, we got lots and lots of time. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to hear my story. Apparently, they did. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, so yeah, I'm
0: looking forward to hearing more about the uh, uh, this band from you, from your perspective. You know, it it, it doesn't sound like you're going to understand any of the songwriting or anything like that. But like, you know, from you're still coming in from like a completely, you know, cold perspective. So I wonder, you know, how it's going right. to continue to, uh, you know, set
1: up with for you. Well, and even reading that synopsis there, like I, I forgot who the characters were.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, by Adam explained to end me the paragraph. plot. Of uh, Good
1: Apollo I'm
0: Burning Star One Volume Four One From Fear Through the Eyes of Man is No Cheating.
1: What's the Plot? So there's there's this guy named Claudio and he plays guitar really, really well. Mm-hmm. And and he gets signed to Columbia Records and <laughs> and then they blast him into space and, and get into the spaceship. Get to the spaceship. I don't know. I didn't know Columbia had a whole space program going on. That's interesting. (laughs) Claudio, the first emo boy in space. (laughs) So do you want to talk about black Sabbath or do you want to talk about Led Zeppelin? Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about tiny moving parts
0: and what we think is going on with the album, tiny moving parts. So first of which this album came out, you know, this past Friday on July 8th. Uh, and,
1: did it come out? Because it seems to have only <laughs> come out for certain people. <laughs> right. What's going on? I don't know. I keep on like Googling them and trying to find some information. They're not tweeting about it or Instagramming about it or Instacarting mm-hmm. about it. Um and then Tom just told us, like, hey guys, have you guys been listening to this new Tiny Moving Parts album? I am. It's pretty good. <laughs> we sure haven't, Tom. <laughs> we sure haven't. <laughs> just like, well, I have plenty to listen to, so I don't need an extra album, but then Mike, I, I don't know. Did, did you contact the band? Is that how you got it? Um, uh, yes. That's exactly oh, good. Okay. how I got it. I free think. mustache rides. You offered, Are <laughs> you, oh, you no. agreed, you agreed to a free mustache ride and oh, you got the no. album.
0: That's how, <laughs> that's how lead singer Daniel got in trouble a couple years ago. Uh, damn it. Giving people mustache rides. Uh, no, I, <laughs> That they that didn't want mustache rides. Uh, I mean, look, some of these songs were released prior, like North Shore and Day Drunk. They, they were released prior in the year with Great. announcements, with full like social media presence. So what's going on with this album? And I can't seem I to figure know. it out. I keep trying to f- you know find it online, any sort of interview, any f- sort of statement. They're not on a ma- they're not on a label label at all. Uh, no, their their label is called Tiny Moving Parts now
1: right they're not on hopeless anymore yeah um i don't know I, I wish something would come out about this but i'm gonna have the album thoroughly digested by like tuesday because mm-hmm. uh i can't stop listening to it it's like pretty it. short it's like
0: 28 minutes or whatever yeah 10 tracks 28 <laughs> minutes all yeah no, none of the songs are over three minutes long uh, i mean so what are your initial thoughts on there outside of like the the weirdness of this release schedule
1: so far i'm digging it and uh and I'm going to keep on listening to it. It doesn't break any new ground, but I just, this is a a band that I guess I don't need to break ground for me to enjoy it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it makes me, it makes it, for me, it sounds like this is some sort of like contract dispute. And maybe that has something to do with why one, they're not talking about it Two, this sounds so similar to like both swell and breathe. Um, Mm -hmm. it it's, I mean, Adam did it perfectly before it was just, You know, it's, it's, it's their last three albums. It sounds exactly like celebrate through breathe. Um, and which is not inherently a bad thing, right? There, there, of, of the, of the bands that do this genre, tiny moving parts is probably
1: one of the ones that do it the Mm -hmm. best. It's like, Um, I still listen to it and I'm like the sound, this doesn't sound like outplayed or old mm -hmm. at this point. I can still enjoy this style even though it's like uh, you know four years i've been listening to this band now
0: yeah and i think it partially uh it partially has something to do with, with the fact that like
1: it's been three years since our last album yeah i haven't really gone back and listened to swell or breathe since 2019 so for me it's it's it's, it's sounding like it's sounding new again it's bringing me back to those good old days before the year 2020 mm-hmm. i don't know if anybody remembers those days, but they were good times. Mm, they sure were for all people around the world. <laughs> Adam, how's your throat? <laughs> I'm fine.
0: But I tested
1: uh, negative this week. I'm good. Yeah. I'm,
0: I'm really glad for that. I'm glad to hear your family's doing better too. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's not breaking any new ground. It's not, they're not changing it up. The weirdness of what's going on might have, might have to do with that. I don't know. It, it, Cause it seems mm-hmm. like this album is just getting pushed out to die. Um, but uh, but but there, it, yeah. with one listen under my belt, and it was in the car talking with my wife. It just kind of <laughs> sounded like I had I had uh, <laughs> Adam. Please, I'm trying to talk. <laughs> Turn your music down. Uh, I, it just seemed like I I put tiny moving parts on and Spotify and hit shuffle and like these mm-hmm. ten songs kind of came up. But you oh, know, it's God. not a bad thing. You know, they, again, they're they're kind of the best at what they do with this. Um, and also full disclosure. We we are both well aware of those allegations back in 2019 uh, with the oh, yeah. lead singer Daniel and the, the and also he made the statement. Dylan, he was, his name is oh, Dylan. Dylan Sorry, stop, stop throwing your other co-host under the bus. I I know about those allegations, Daniel. I'm just kidding. I should to <laughs> say that. That's very it's a incredibly terrible thing to say. Uh, but uh, so we are we are we are familiar we are aware of Dylan's uh, sexual. Assault allegations and coercion allegations and and the statement he put out. So uh this is all with that knowledge in mind. Um but uh he's such a happy boy in all those pictures. Mm-hmm. How could he do anything anything harmful to anybody? Tiny moving parts, the biggest goobers in the scene. With the, <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we'll get more information about what's going on with
1: the with I this know, album. But in the you meantime, think that, like even they would say like, okay, here's what's going on, and you know, we're gonna have the real album another day. I, I, but they're just not even going there so yeah I guess it's entirely possible it. yeah it's entirely possible that
0: this is just some sort of exclusivity deal for in the meantime and then it'll be out on the other streaming services in a week to a month i don't know there's some sort of like you know timed exclusivity with this but i don't know mm-hmm. it, they're not saying anything some transparency would be nice uh but it doesn't seem like they're that popular that they don't need to do
1: say anything who knows we'll never know We'll never know. We need to move to Minnesota to figure these things out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they put it in the local newspaper out there, but <laughs> we're not we're not privy to that because it doesn't that newspaper is not online yet. Maybe someday. Yeah, Not today again, the fiber optic of in, back
0: over in Minnesota has not defro- fully defrosted yet. <laughs> so, like, we're, we're not able to get those uh, get uh, get those uh, that information. They're, they're they're still stuck in 1992 over in Minnesota.
1: It's so sad, but at least they get to. Enjoyed Michael Jordan
0: for a (laughs) few more years. Back before we you know, before we were all aware that he was a legit crazy person. (laughs) But wasn't that our fault that he got crazy? That's true. We we did that to Michael Jordan. (laughs) It was us,
1: and not his weird addiction to winning. I'll take the blame for that Mm -hmm. if I have to. We are Michael Jordan. Six rings, baby. Six rings. We are Michael Jordan. Okay. So yes, what's next? What's next in the music world? Well, you've been continuing to check out Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. So I'm finishing them up for the time being. There's still more albums to go, but I'm going to go ahead and take a little break from them Mm -hmm. at this point. I know you've already jumped in like so far into their discography, even just in one week. Again, I had no idea there were so many albums before Ozzy even left the band, let alone all the albums that came after. Eventually, in 1995, Ice T joined the band. So, I mean, there's like there's a lot to go on here. I had no <laughs> idea that was a thing. Really, <laughs> it's considered one of the one of the worst albums of all time. Oh, that's um, a shame. Was it? Was it? Yeah, something like that. Either either Ice T or. I'm pretty sure body count was a part of it. Um, but it was, it was, it was a bad, bad time to be in black Sabbath, but so was the late seventies. Um, you know, I, I mentioned when I was talking about the sabotage album that the band was in much legal peril at the time and basically were broke, um, and doing so many of the drugs and then jumped right into the next album, you know, sabotage came out in 75, boom, 1976, Technical ecstasy. I read that Tony Iomi uh, divorced his wife during the recording of this album because this album was so strenuous on him that it ruined his marriage <laughs> at the time. Wow. <laughs> so, it, it's you know. not
0: the drugs and the excessive touring and probably right. many sexual affairs that I'm sure many <laughs> bands were tempted he to was, do. He was twenty eight years old. <laughs> yeah. So, it was this know, album yeah. that, that that yeah, it was this album just, that ended his marriage, not
1: all this album stuff. so i liked this album though like this th- th- many people don't and it's considered one of the worst uh black sabbath albums because the band is like not in it at all ozzy was like mm. done with the band but didn't know how to tell them he wanted to be done with the band so he just like kept on going along for the ride and doing the drugs and collecting um, paychecks collecting paychecks the little bit that they got at the time um and then, and then going on tour and living the dream. So, uh, but yeah, I thought this album was pretty good. Um, it's, it, it's definitely trying something different. Um, if you want to YouTube real quick, the track it's, it's all right from 1976. And you tell me after you've heard all the black Sabbath hits, um, you tell me what that song kind of sounds like. To uh, if you're just like, man, my my new Black Sabbath album came out, and this is the first single that was released on this album. This is from the
0: 2013 remaster,
1: okay. And that is not Ozzy Osbourne singing on this song, this This is some
0: like Swedish folk song I'm listening (laughs) to right now. Swedish folk
1: song, (laughs) yeah, that's what this sounds like. (laughs) Well, yes. That's where the band was at that moment. They just tried they tried to try something different. And Ozzy refused to sing on this song. So they said, Hey Bill, can you sing on this song? And he was like, It's alright. <laughs> and, and, and so he did. And I like every time that song does not fit on this album whatsoever. I was gonna ask, it, it, does the rest of the album oh, sound like this? No. It's so it, weird. It, it, it doesn't it, it's it's but it's beyond bizarre that they would even think but they were getting again all this pressure from the industry and from other people to like okay it's like this is the time that you need to change and punk music is doing this and what's popular in 1976 is is you know disco ish kind of sounding stuff i would imagine at this time so they That's were like Beatles. Like, it's weird it's weird um <laughs> And so, they, they tried it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And Tony, Tony said in 1992, um, black fans generally um, don't like much of technical ecstasy. It was really a no-win situation for us. If we had stayed the same, people would have said we were still doing the same old stuff. So we tried to get a little more technical, and it just didn't work out very well. So you know, at least they recognize that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, also, uh, you always got to commend a band for
0: trying something different, but you know, mm-hmm. you, you also have like an identity
1: and a but it's, The it's, 70s a, was a different thing. Cause, cause the, so, the, yeah. the label is like telling you what to do more so than like the creative, you know, giving you the freedom to be creative. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, this is what's selling. So this is what you got to do. And in Ozzy's book, he's always saying how Tony was like, we need to sound more like queen and we need to sound more like Fleetwood Mac and that kind of stuff. So like that caused all sorts of other tension moving forward. Um, but then you got a couple of really cool tracks to close out each of the side called uh, gypsy. Um, and another one called dirty women to close the, close the album out. Those are some really, really good songs that are like, not necessarily, you know, doom and gloom kind of, um, black Sabbath, but like Black Sabbath trying something different, and I, for me, those songs worked out really well. So I, I like this album a lot more than uh, the rest of the world. Trying apparently. something I gave... different, but still Ozzy Osbourne improved. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, I gave it a six out of eight altogether. I thought this was one of the I stronger albums of the, of the discography so yeah. far. One one song, be damned. Right. Um, and then, never say die. This was definitely the album that should not have been made, and the band is very much like everything went wrong on this album. From you know the, the just the recording of it to the guitars like never sounding right. Ozzy had quit prior to recording this album, like his father died in, in the meantime. And so he just like, was like, that's it. I'm out of here. And he was like, gone for three months. And then three months later, he's like, I want to come back to the band. And, so, and like, in, in the meantime, they the had started writing stopped coming in. <laughs> they, they had started writing new songs with a new singer. And basically when Ozzy said he wanted to come back, they were like, all right, bye. Other singer. Um, nice. Was, a new other singer? Singer. was that Dio at was, that at point? no, no, it was some other dude. I had never heard his name before. Um, but that guy is just like, yeah, it was really kind of shitty. Cause I had started writing all these songs with them. And then all of a sudden they were just like, see you. I was going to come back. Okay. Bye. Like, cause, Cause that was the only thing. All this stuff was like the only successful version of this band is with the four of them. We obviously can't make any changes or else mm-hmm. this band dies. Like that was their whole mindset at the time.
0: Dance Gavit Dance um, did something similar back in 2011. I'll get to
1: that kind of change in a minute. Oh, but this, interesting. <laughs> this album is, is not good. Um, oh, his name was Dave Walker. He was the former lead singer of a band called Savoy Brown. And also he was lead singer of Fleetwood Mac before all the girls showed up. <laughs> oh, that's, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Buckingham included in that. Um, but this album's pretty, pretty bad. Um, yeah. Like it's it's nine tracks, it's forty five minutes, and basically they were like none of them liked each other at all. Like they would start writing songs. Like Geezer was writing the lyrics, and then he'd give them to Ozzy, and Ozzy would just be like, "Nope, I'm not singing that." And <laughs> and so Geezer was like, uh, "So I had to go back." So why and are you right in the band? Exactly. Like that was the whole thing. Like the, and and like all all the drugs. Like Ozzy's use got like worse than it had ever gotten. He just spent like weeks under the influence at this point. So like, I don't know how an album like this even would have been made. um, But somehow they pulled themselves together to crank out 45 minutes. And it's just like, oh man, it's, it's a, it's some weird experimentation stuff that just doesn't hit. There's like three of these nine tracks that I can listen to and be like, okay, those are some pretty cool songs. Um, There's a track called junior's eyes, which is really good. And one called air dance, it has some really cool piano kind of stuff in there or uh, uh, keyboard elements. It's just like, wow. So like, it'd be nice if they could have taken this route, but uh, yeah, the rest of the album is just like long and bland. Um, and finally the instrumental track on here called breakout is like this jazz fusion, um, horns and saxophones kind of thing. It's like two and a half minutes long. And that was where Ozzy was just like, he basically, quit the band over that song <laughs> at that point, mm-hmm. or it was basically like, I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, Cause he's just like, I'm not going to be in a jazz band. And he said, the only thing good about jazz music is uh, how well those guys can hold their liquor. <laughs> so, so they, they kept it an instrumental track that they put on the album. And then track nine called swinging the chain was another one that he refused to sing on. And so uh, bill ward, the drummer sang on that one. And that song is just like a nothing song right there. Um, So yeah, they, they, they released it in September of 78. And then like Ozzy was fired from the band in April of 79 at that point. And so that was, that was the end of that incarnation of the band. Um, And then like real quick, June of 1979, uh, Sharon Arden, who Later it turned out to be Sharon Osborne. Uh, discussed a new young up and coming singer named Ronnie James Dio, possibly mm. being the next lead singer of of this band. Yes, um, and this and this Sharon woman, like she was the manager <laughs>
0: of uh, Ozzy at the point well, at the
1: time, right? At this point, her dad, his name is Don Arden. He was Black Sabbath's manager throughout the seventies. Mm. So, um, yeah, so she wasn't married to Ozzy at this point. Um, But she was still like, she obviously knew them and recommended Ronnie James Dio. um, And then, you know, found Ozzy like half dead in his apartment complex a few months later. And she agreed to be his manager at that point and got him to finally pursue his solo career. The rest of that is history, obviously. Right. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) But bringing in Dio. And that's, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, this is Tillian Pearson levels of of reinvention change, of reinvention when you like listen to these tracks. I mean, most people are like this probably shouldn't have been called Black Sabbath because the sound changes so much and the the uh, you know the energy levels of the songs takes a huge step up like Tony's guitar riffs on these songs take a huge step up and just like, yeah, like the fun is back in this band at this point. And yeah, I, I haven't listened to too much Dio other than, you know, holy diver and rainbow in the dark. I know two songs and I'm like, mm-hmm. man, Dio's is a good singer. Um, but this is my first time going into like a full on Dio album and whoo, heaven and hell 1980. And then mob rules in 1981. These are some, These are some albums. These are these are some like like these stand up still. They don't sound like they don't sound like early '80s stuff at all. Like this is like reinvention of the sound with like an incredible singer. And you're just listening to it for me at least, and I'm like, well. Now I know why I like Soundgarden so much. <laughs> because, oh, really? Because They really go into like a really darker type of tone, tone then. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you got like, you know, a guy that obviously Chris Cornell emulated. And mm-hmm. then you got a, a guy on guitar that obviously Kim Thayil emulated. It's like these, these are Soundgarden albums right here that sound like a little 80s at times, mm-hmm. um, but not in like the bad hair metal kind of 80s sort of way. So I really enjoyed both of these albums pretty consistently and they're both you know short 40 40-ish minutes um like the track he- heaven and hell is a, a good like and, and just the way that they close side a and side B uh, throughout all of these albums like they always put that epic song at the end of each side so that always was really cool um, and then yeah uh, there's a track on here called die young which was really really good and then lonely is the word is an incredible closer like th- this is good stuff. This is something that, again, I feel that uh, metal fans should be experiencing to kind of know know your roots. Um, and then Mob Rules apparently was not well-received. A lot of people did not like it, and but it got better reviews as the years went by. Um, and I like this album even more. Um, the, the riffs are memorable and, and hooky. And man, The Sign of the Southern Cross. I posted that song this week that song is so freaking good.
0: Yeah. 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 And like, I mean, other than that song too, like, would you say that like they kind of stepped away from that experimental sound and kind
1: of went back to their heavy metal, hard rock roots at this point? I think so. I mean, there's definitely a few songs on here that are just like, yeah, you know, you know, Breaking the law, breaking the law, kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like stuff that you would consider more mid '80s. Um, But then you like revert it back to what made this stuff good, and and it always is. It's that slow, kind of bouncy guitar riffing kind of stuff that Tony does, and like that's the stuff that brings you in, and that's where every band, when they decided that they wanted to like finally take their sound seriously, it was like they just. Like let's let's just bring in that Black Sabbath element to Mm -hmm. this. Like we can we can make speed metal, but as soon as Metallica started bringing in Black Sabbath elements, then like Metallica started getting really good. And then you can hear on these albums, like oh man, yeah, they were very influenced by these ones, especially on like the Black Album and Load. Like those albums were very influenced by this era of Black Sabbath.
0: Yeah, that's around that time era too. Yeah,
1: so the the timeline definitely uh, you know lines up. Yes, so yes. Turn up the night, Voodoo, Sign of the Southern Cross, Incredible Songs, Country Girl. You you see the name and you're just like, oh man, that song's gonna suck. that song is really, really good. <laughs> and then um, yeah, the closing tracks, Falling Off the Edge of the World, and Over and Over. Um, those are both really, really good, kind of epicy five minute songs right there. And it's like you just you don't get sick of listening to incredible lyricists and um, incredible vocal guys mixed with great guitar riffs from a guy who, you know, started to enjoy playing guitar again at that point. Yeah. So yeah. And then Ronnie James Dio leaves the band because a, he got, he was not happy with the way that his vocal performance was mixed on a live album that they released in 1982 and gotten big fights with, with the guys. They, they thought that he was coming in and like turning up the volume on his vocals. <laughs> so it like turned into this big fight between him and geezer. I don't um, want to be the forefront of <laughs> right. <your song. laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Dio did not like the way his vocals ended up on there. He didn't like that. Um, you know, there were no pictures of him on the liner notes, uh, compared to the pictures of the other guys. And also in the meantime, after heaven and hell came out, he was offered a solo contract with Warner brothers. Um, so that caught it caused even more tension between him and the band. because uh or him and geezer primarily. It uh, was just like, you just want to like, leave us, you know, use, use our name to, to, to better your solo career. And you know it worked. So I guess that's what happened. So he mm-hmm. ended up quitting the band in 1982, having a relatively successful solo career comes back in 1992 for the album Dehumanizer, which I will probably listen to at some point. And then Ozzy rejoins the band in 97. Um, and the and then Dio and the guys rejoin each other in 2007 and just calling themselves Heaven and Hell at that point. And then Dio dies in 2010. So <laughs> that's- Long storied
0: career. And he's been right. in like a
1: million bands, right? Uh, Dio? Dio? He was in- he was in a band called rainbow prior to black Sabbath. That was the only other one other than that. He's just had his solo career. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yes, lots of albums. He's got like 10 solo albums and I'm like, well, I always liked uh holy diver. That was a pretty cool song. Mm-hmm. Holy diver. You've been so long and I'm a Nazi. <laughs> so it's all, it's all tenacious D all the way. So oh, I, I can imagine. I, yeah. <laughs> You've got that aesthetic too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Dio, can you hear me? I'm so lost and so alone. That's the best part of that movie. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take a little break. I'll get into the Dio, the later Dio stuff another day and probably listen to the the later Aussie album from 2013 at some point as well. Right on, just dude. To, I can't listen to the 80s and 90s otherwise Black Sabbath stuff because it's there's, there's just too much. Every album it's just like a new band revolving around Tony Iommi. And I just, I can't do this. Ice T shows up in here. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can't listen to ice T and Tony Iommi. It's just not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not that bad. Like we're,
0: I'm sure at the time, you know, the, Oh, you're combining hip hop and metal. You can't, you can't stay in your lane, you know, but like right. every new band we listen to has like fucking hip hop and rock elements to it. It's like, right. But in yeah, 1994, I think it was a very different kind of thing, right? right? That's why I think like listening (laughs) to it today would just be like, "Oh, cool! This is kind of like the one of the first instances of you know crossing those
1: streams." And I know, like Body Count, that Ice T band at the time when he did when he did Cop Killer and all that stuff, like that was all metal oriented, yeah, especially for even Ice T. So, yeah, interesting stuff. All right, cool. So I think that's everything for my my albums
0: i think are yeah. good continuing on with uh, some led zeppelin which you know we I'm, I'm sure you checked out this past week right houses of the holy yes houses of the holy got refamiliarized with that one mhm and uh yeah i i i'm still having trouble like you know while i while i have been enjoying led zeppelin's music so far i haven't been blown away by anything yet
1: okay yeah and then, houses of the holy is not a blown away kind of album it's it's hard for me because i know half that album from the radio and i was never like super hardcore into those four tracks and like i must have like
0: stayed far away from most radio stations of growing up because like i don't recognize a single song (laughs) which is so weird because like if you go on the wikipedia page every single song has its own page i'm like right where was i
1: over the hills and far away dancing days jamaica the ocean, like those songs are being played on 95.5 right now, right? All four of them. Second. In, exactly. All four at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I was never like a super big fan of all those songs, but I liked listening to them in the context of this album. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: It's an, it's yeah. a, it's an enjoyable album. Just kind of just checking out in the year 2022. And, and you know, I, I do like the, the, the various elements that they bring into each of the songs, like each of the songs have their own identity, but they, they all kind of sound like they were written by the same band, which is, which was a, which is a great coercion, uh, cohesiveness, uh, uh, wait for each of them. But, um, yes. yeah, I'm not like blown away by it. And I, I think if I were listening to this, you know, back when it came out, like, I think I would probably feel differently. At the time, but for mm-hmm. now, it's just—it's just kind of like a quaint little '70s rock album, with like it's some okay. funk elements and some like you know, cool little elements of different genres blended into it. Some mm. folk elements here and there, some you know things like that. But um, okay. yeah, I mean, it's 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 good,
1: but I wasn't blown away by it. Yeah. And I mean, that's again the way I always felt. I, 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 Led Zeppelin 2 has become quite the epic journey for me now. Um, and four will always kind of have a special place for me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they definitely the giant standout tracks on those albums. Um, but yeah, Houses of the Holy was kind of like the, the, a little scaled back, I think the song remains the same was a great opener. You can tell like that was definitely the, the, uh, the live opener on that tour. Yeah. They always do great with their openers,
0: no matter which, no matter what, no matter what they are, like their openers are always like one of the best songs. So it'll be interesting to see what you
1: think of physical graffiti. A lot of hype going into that one. This is a, this is an interesting album. Um, and I, and I'm part of me is like, do you want to listen to the Bob Dylan version of "In My Time of Dying" before you listen to the Led Zeppelin version because they are the same song, but they are not the same song. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you suggest? Do you think I should? Do you think that would help um, my enjoyment of the Led Zeppelin version? Well, no, I, I think get, get familiar with the Led Zeppelin version and then, and then listen look, to the, the original, the, okay. the, the twangy two and a half minute version that Bob Dylan does. Okay. I can do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely make a note of that here right now.
1: So yes, it is, it is kind of long. It is 11 minutes long, but um, yeah, this was the first album of theirs that I like really kind of forced myself to start listening to and and liking. So um, I'm much more familiar with the first disc as opposed to the second disc. And there are like four parts to this, right? Well, there's, you know, side one, side two, side three, side four. But Mm -hmm. if you look at it from a CD perspective, you got disc one and disc two. (laughs) You can fit so much more data on a CD. Technology is incredible. 82 minutes and 59 seconds. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So, so some of the songs are new and some of the songs are outtakes from previous albums. And it's hard to keep track of which ones, which. So Um, is this an album then? Or is it just a kind of
0: like, like scraps of different things that so i'm not i'm i'm not like super familiar with like the history of the band at the, especially like at this point
1: yeah it's definitely an album but it's like hey here's the good songs that we didn't use on those previous albums that we're putting into this one to make it a double album oh okay so um yeah i know let's see what, which song is it trampled underfoot yeah if you if you want sex metaphors about cars. I love sex jams, dude. That's, that's your, that's your jam right there. (laughs) So, (laughs) but I always felt that in my time of dying was like the best track I ever heard from Led Zeppelin besides maybe when the levee breaks and that, that song just kind of goes and goes and drives. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. So I I think for overall, this album is kind of like a 10 out of 15 for me. Okay. But um yeah I just listened to the second disc last night and yeah the, the second disc has like you know nine tracks it's like kind of a six um a really good instrumental track um on on the, uh Bron E hour it's an instrumental guitar track that Jimmy Page does which is pretty cool. cool so yeah and then sick again I told you about the closing track is the song Robert Plant wrote about the uh teenage groupies uh in LA mm-hmm. in 1973 so you know, it's, it's more of a, like the anti scene <laughs> song, right? It's not a very good song. I, I'm not a fan of that song at all, but, uh, I just wanted to remind you that that song was on there in yeah, case, yeah. in case you cared, because <laughs> plant took pity upon these girls who had flocked to the hotel rooms of the band to offer them favors. <laughs> oh, girls get, 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 get some therapy. Right.
0: But uh, yeah, uh, so, you know, some an- another kind of short week, you know, for some of you who have Apple music, you'll get to listen <laughs> to uh, Tiny Moving Parts this past week. Those of us who have plundered the seven seas will be listening to that as well. Uh, but uh, this Friday, we got a couple big releases as well. We got some Rain City Drive, formerly known as Slaves. This is their second album, their self-titled album. Uh, the first True. album under this name, so, you know, cool self Cool way to self-title that, I suppose. Uh, I mean, just based on what I've heard from that uh, kind of preview EP that they released a couple weeks ago, i'm looking forward to this one. So got got, got my got my hopes up high on this one. So they they they're familiar with, they're familiar enough with each other that I feel like this album should be a lot better uh, than the previous album under the under the Slaves title. Uh, so. And we'll put that name to rest for good. Finally, finally rain (laughs) city drive rolls right off the tongue. Wow. Uh, and then nothing about history
1: (laughs) in regards to that.
0: Um, I'll (laughs) have, you know, that my grandfather was, um, lynched on, uh, rain city drive and, uh, it was a a very painful memory and, um, you should, we need to cancel, um, Andrew Mc McAnderson or whatever his name is. <laughs> Andrew McMahon in the wilderness, yes. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and whatever he did too. Uh and then, you know, whew, we're looking we're definitely looking at this album with bated breath, but hell is mm-hmm. in your head. is finally being released this past this finally. Friday by uh Senses Fail. They released some singles and uh boy they were they Mike, singles. Mike is not a fan. <laughs> nah, Mike is not a fan of these singles, but uh oh, you know what? Man census fail is doing their own thing these days and you know gotta 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 give it to them for going their own way but uh you know
1: should they bring in they need to bring in dio at this point they need to to bring in dio when's the dio census Fail album coming out (laughs) that would be amazing and 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 buddy just takes a back seat for production purposes Mm -hmm. he's like take it away producing bands these days so like
0: you know this is is definitely something that can definitely happen if he has Mm -hmm. like the magic to if 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 he's like familiar with black magic nowadays, and he can right. you know bring raise back the, dead. the dead, yes, yeah, yes, it could work. That would be interesting. As we've all, with- yeah, as we've all learned in multiverse of madness, like necromancy is definitely one of the dark arts that you should not be touching. You will break the universe by performing necromancy. So, I mean, what else? I mean, does Buddy Nelson have anything else better to do? Like, maybe try a little bit of necromancy. I don't know. He might as well. I'm sure he does it every night every night exactly he talks about death all the time now i'm sad Uh, so So, you know a little bit of a sparse july but you know some we got some releases coming up very very soon um but uh, i think that'll do it at least for this week's episode of the skinny with mike and adam uh, as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, folks, there is a Spotify link in the description of this episode if you want to check out those songs uh, in playlist form over on Spotify. Uh, speaking of link, we can all you can also check out uh, the Discord invite as well. That is public and open to the listeners. Uh, come hang out with us in between episodes. We'd love to have you. We got some great, great listeners, great friends in there. You know, always checking out, always showing us new songs, giving us great recommendations. Uh, you don't have to participate if you don't want to. You can just hang out and read the posts and check out those songs and albums and album announces as well. And we again, we'd love to have you, but uh, that'll do it at least for this week. Uh, Adam, do you have any parting
1: words for our listeners? I don't think so. I still don't think my chem is doing anything this year. You we're son of all, a bitch. We're getting all of the October announcements, them and bringing them to the horizon. If they don't release an album by October, it's, it's, It's not going to happen.
0: You son of a bitch. I was in a good summer mood until you (laughs) fucked it up. All right. Very sorry. I'm just being real. Dude, I'm telling
1: (laughs) you that my chem album is fucking done, dude. Yeah. I know. Just like the tiny moving parts album was done. Like back in 2019, right after they finished recording breathe, they obviously put this album together and were Mm -hmm. just sitting on it the whole time. Yeah, and and in in the, and in the instance of My Chemical
0: Romance, it's going to be released exclusively on Deezer <laughs> for Deezer fans only. <laughs> mm, my favorite fans. <laughs> we hope to uh, hear, hear. We hope to see you guys uh, uh, on our next episode. For I co-host Adam, I am your co-host Mike, and like we mentioned. Every week, when we we're just driving, we we're just getting into our disgusting cigarette-smelling car <laughs> and those hot vinyl seats, just driving to the beach, man.
1: Hmm. <coughs> the vinyl didn't absorb the cigarette smoke very much. Not I was really. Surprised right? by that. I think it was more the carpeting um, and like the the
0: upper lining of, of like the roof carpeting oh that's right i didn't know the it was <laughs> it was the fucking
1: rusted floor where you can see right. the catalytic converter from the back seat Ex- exactly <laughs> and just you, you put down a floor mat and that was about it yeah yeah if you if those I mean, floor mats weren't there dude the your
0: sh- the soles of your feet fucking melted <laughs> you you were welded to the car in I july <laughs>